Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. Uh, yeah. Caroline, you're on with Roman, Candle, and Siobhan. Hi, Mom. Mom? Your mother and I have been reviewing the terms of the divorce agreement. Mom, you fucked us. And we've agreed that the arrangements were a little antiquated. Oh, fuck, Mom, he got to you. Oh, seriously, Mom, already? What the fuck no, did you... I can't get into it, all right? I, I think everything will be fine. Mom, you just slit our throats. Please don't be angry. I'm sorry. I love you all. Bye. <gasps> we just walked in on Mom and Dad f***ing us. Here now, here. Yeah, man. Fucking um, Succession, season three, episode nine. The finale. Rams of Snow. Yeah, this is this is the finale. But I mean, who really knew it was the finale? Let's keep it at that. Wow. I did. Who wrote the show? Corey. I yeah. definitely knew it was the finale. It was a white secret. That's why. Right. No. So no. For- um, it it was listed like when you. <laughs> When you hit when you hit the HBO Max you know, button, it says "Welcome to the season finale." So, I didn't. It really didn't say that on mine. It does. It really doesn't say that on mine. I'm sorry. It just Listen. says episode nine. All the bells say we're looking at it. Yeah, that's all it says, bro. Well, I I did think it was very funny when I texted you. I guess we're just gonna have to wait. And you were like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yo, he was like, "Yo, I can't wait till next week." I was like, "Bro, what are you talking about?" Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I legitimately was like, yo, next episode, Logan's going to die. And then I, for, <laughs> then I was like, wait a minute. Was that the season finale? Not you killing off Logan. Oh, no. That's my prediction. Logan's going to go before this series is over. That's for sure. I had him going this season, but okay. I played myself. But yeah, he's dying before this. He might die. He might die before the ink dries on his deal for real. Low okay. key. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, if it was Menendez brother style. Wow. Yeah. But real quick, I'm getting ahead of myself, man, because our, our our listeners just heard a voice that they have never heard before. Correct. Hi, friends. And, and they knew immediately that it wasn't the it didn't come from the bowels of blackness the way that they've heard oh, for the all bow- of these. Don't do that. These episodes. Don't be that guy because Corey's here. <laughs> oh, that's a fact. I'm that guy because Corey's here. Um. So, uh, real quick, man. This is Grams of Snow. Uh, if this is your first time listening, this is the official podcast of everything drug dealer related, gangster related, Rico related, white collar crime, poli sci related, like anything, just anything that's criminally based. We're the podcast that talks about it. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the voice that you're hearing right now is what they call a big dog, right? A big dog. Okay. You hear me, Corey? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear you. 
This is a big dog. Okay? He's showing out because Corey's here. Yeah, that's right. We got company six. Why are you showing your ass in front of company? Listen, because we got to do this, okay? It's your man, Treasy, a.k.a. Rax Dorsey, okay? Rax Dorsey, okay? Instead of Jack Dorsey, Corey, you get it? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. So, so the shtick on this show, Corey, is that me and Six introduce ourselves, or I introduce Six and I with names that are like semi-adjacent to the content we're talking about. So when we're talking about drug dealer content, I do, you know, like AKA names that are like a drug dealer, but we like change a word. So now that we're oh. doing... Now that we're doing success, oh okay. <laughs> He's like, all right. He's like, whatever the fuck. All right. Can and I be? So, since can we're I be, doing, can I? Can I be? No, Corey I got. Yeager? I got one for you already. No, oh, you can't. can't Corey is not bad though. Corey, yeah. Corey, if if we bring you on for the next set of Cocaine Cowboys, you could be Corey. Yeager. Okay, thank you. But and that's actually a fire name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but no, I have your name picked out for you already, Corey. Sorry. So okay. Uh, on the other side of me. My co-host that you hear every week that gives some of the some of the scathing hot takes. Some of them are right, some of them are wrong. I'm still waiting for who's the person that's supposed to DM me that always hits you up on Twitter and says that you're wrong. Um, making paper, no pa- pa- paper maker, something paper like that. maker. Yeah. I'm still waiting for paper maker to re- reveal their identity. Oh, so Corey, you don't there's there's someone with a just dummy account who attacks me specifically. Um, oh, so you get attacked on a podcast? Welcome to the club. I, yeah. do. I get attacked. I, do. I get. I get attacked. I get attacked by my own podcast mates. So it's. Yeah, oh, I do. Oh, a, he. Ha- yeah, Treasy's still Treasy here too. Yeah, yeah. I Treasy her as well. Like, Don't worry about it, Corey. Yeah, it's all. But good. uh, but yeah, no people. Co- people hate people hate my guts on KMC. You know? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Six or so? Fucking whoa, bro! I watch a show. I talk about it. My God. Yeah, y'all are so sensitive, man. Enough. Bunch of Connors here, but real quick. Six. I forgot the name I had for you. Hold on, six. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Six, aka Nopra Winfrey. Nopra? Why did I? Nopra. Well, you could have called me Oprah. That was rude enough, but keep going. Yeah, Nopra Winfrey. That's that's I'm 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 leaving that for you. And our guest from the acclaimed podcast, the critically acclaimed podcast, kind of movie critics, the other podcast that I'm part of. My uh, my co-host on the Kind of Movie Critics podcast and my partner with Visually Inclined, the, our production company, Corey, a.k.a. Waylon Smithers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Waylon Smithers. Waylon Smithers. It's okay. It's all right. Smithers. Um, it's, it's fine. It, I have a pointy nose. I get it. Um, yeah, it's and you got glasses. It's funny. If you see a picture of Corey, he's definitely he's, he's somewhere in between Ned Flanders and Waylon Smithers. Hello. So yeah, it's the truth. Am, am I lying, I, Corey? No. I, yes. Um. I've I've just accepted that you think all white people with glasses look the same. So I've just kind of accepted it. So. Hello. Oh you, man, this I'm, is. You know, we get called everything from Harry Potter to, you know, you know, from Harry Potter to what. To, to Tony Stark, you know? I mean, it just says what it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's what it that's what it do. So, yeah, we had to bring Corey in for the, the, for the final episode of 
succession because we we need whiteness explained to us a little <laughs> a little bit more in depth. So we Jesus had to bring in a, a forensics expert Jesus for the Christ. subject a subject matter an SME on on whiteness. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even yeah. the whitest white guy. I mean, honestly, there's still some things about whiteness that I don't get. So. That's amazing. So uh, that's a that's a good place to start. Do you learn anything from this show that like uh, see, I watch this show and I learn a lot of shit, okay? Because like this is just this is just area that I have no real context to. Do you as a white man, I would say somewhat of a privileged white man. Do Thanks. you Yeah, you're welcome. With good credit, right? Because you made yeah. that abundantly clear. Yes. Do you learn anything by watching this show? Um, not no, because at the end of the day, like I, I think people don't realize that when you make when you're part of a a family that's in the billions, not not millions, but billions, they're so far removed from almost all of us. Uh, there, there's nothing that is going to connect us to them. No, you know, like that's yeah. just so. A lot of it is. I, that's one of the reasons why I like the show so much. I think it it puts them in the bubble that they are in. And I just think a lot of people don't realize that like billionaires don't move the same way as us, as us commoners, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, no, not really. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair to say. So, so Corey, I, I'm not sure if you know, man, we, so our thing is called grams of snow because we break down TV shows and movies specifically in this case, TV shows, episode by episode. So the majority of our conversation is going to stem from specifically episode nine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously you're going to want to talk about the entire season. I yeah. know we've been texting each other pretty much like after every episode. Um, you know, what the fuck? Bunch of question marks, all this other shit. So, but I just wanted to give you that. I just wanted to give you that nugget before we jump into this. That's cool. Um, Six, I was waiting for your text. You were supposed you had specific instructions from last episode to text me. Have I ever texted you after an episode? No, you haven't. You tell me that every episode. And do I ever text you after the episode? You don't. Am and I particularly enthused about anything in life? I don't I, we're going down a different path. That's what I'm saying. Go like, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So wh what did you think about this episode when you saw it? Uh I I'm gonna be honest, I was a little underwhelmed. Um You were what? I was underwhelmed. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get her, yeah. Corey. Whoa. I'm not saying it was bad at all. Yeah. Not at all. I think, again, I let the internet hype me. And then it's like, oh, like, this isn't. What What specifically underwhelmed you about this episode? What do you think should have surprised me about these rich white billionaires that happened? That their mom sold them out? Duh. Their mom hates their fucking guts. That Tom protected himself? Duh. Like nothing, nothing surprised me, right? But, like it's like, oh well. I mean, I see how that happened. See, I forgot. Okay, so Corey, for context, I she knew about the Tom, she knew about the Tom uh, hiccup before no, she even saw the episode. No, I did not. Yeah, I, you did. I knew you Tom was protecting himself. I did not know what was going to happen. I mean, I you, didn't, the way that it happened right. is what was supposed to be the shock, right? Because it never, they never explicitly said it. Right, it's understood. Right, for all we know. Right, a good. I don't know, but I mean, yeah, it's understood that it's Tom. But I mean, I've had this conversation on on the KMC before. I mean, at the end of the day, I pretty much know how every Marvel movie is going to end. I know how every romantic comedy is going to end. You know, it it doesn't shock me, but I'm here for the adventure. I'm here right. for the presentation of the characters that are in front of me. 
So, I mean, I give you, I give you what you're saying. Like yeah. from a story perspective, it's not, it's not the most original story, but neither is Batman. And we're on like the 10th Batman, you know, and the, if you've watched all 10 Batmans, it's another conversation we have to have. Yeah. I mean, the, the new Spider-Man's coming out. What this weekend? I'm gonna we're watch on, all like, of those we're on, like, twice. The eighth Spider-Man, you know. So, so I mean, Spider-Man. Yeah. So I mean, I get it. I get. I I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I, I kind of let that go and say, well, I'm just gonna enjoy the, the the story and the presentation that's in front of me. No, it was good, right? It was yeah. a really good episode. I just, I don't know. I think I'm so used to like what the fuck from this show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. There was no what the fuck. I think is what I is what I'm getting at. Okay. Like, it wasn't a bad episode by any means. I have lots of good things to say about the episode, but it's like, well, oh, okay, he sold it, duh. You know the, he's fucking old. To me, the the thing about the, the kids and the mom and Logan, that didn't really shock me. But I, I, I was a little shocked at Tom. I didn't think really? Tom. I didn't think Tom was capable of that. And, I, and based on the presentation of the show, I really didn't think that that's what, how he was moving. You know, I, I mean, now when you look back, you look at some of the articles and uh, I sent Treasy an article that kind of recaps some of the moves he was making. It's like, OK, well, now that makes sense. Um, right. But I, it, to me, I was shocked. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't think Tom, you know, was doing that kind of I, I just didn't think he moved that way. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's one of those things where it's like it's it's like very obvious looking backwards. You know, uh, you, you could see the points that where he made his decision, you know, where he, he was feeling really comfortable about making this specific decision. But yeah, I'm with Corey, man. There's just no way, like if you would have given me all the options for what, what would happen this episode, I would have never guessed this episode. I would have never guessed that Logan was willing to sell. Why not? Because I feel like you've said Logan was going to sell before. Mm. I feel like you have specifically called that out that you think that's going to happen. Uh, I could be wrong, but I feel like the conversation that we had. Look, I don't he's, recall. Of course, you don't. He's a rich. Much. He's a rich businessman, man. He, they're always willing to sell. I, I, yeah, the goal I just is knew, to sell. I just knew it wasn't going to happen until everything was in Logan's favor or in the way Logan wanted it. I just knew it wasn't going. No one's going to convince him to do it but himself. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. I mean, in this case, I don't know. He, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. He. Listen, market caps flipping the way that they flip for them to have such like an adverse reaction to this. To me, that that doesn't really like his market cap. uh, Stargo's market cap, excuse me, or Gojo's market cap flipping Waystar Royco. To me, that wouldn't sustain. It was based off of a tweet, a boomerang tweet. That is to imply that they're going to start sports betting. That tweet is the reason that Dogecoin doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, but, even but um, that, tweets. But of... that's exactly my point, though. My point is that, like, no, it's but... a very small, fleeting, like, idea. So a tweet is what got Dogecoin popping, and a tweet is also what stopped Dogecoin from popping. But how much money was made during that time? I think that's the point of selling. He understands, all right, I got a small window to make this count. Let me get the money I can now while the money's there. Yeah, I, I'd piggyback on that too. And, and the fact that Logan, for me, Logan is very old school. Mm-hmm. And I think Lo, everybody's been trying to push this new school shit on him, but he's never felt the pain of the new school. Right. So I think the fact that he they took a hit for the first time, 
that's that's the icing on the cake for Logan. Like, oh, this shit is real. This is something mm. that's actually can happen because before uh, Logan's like, yo, y'all are crazy. Nothing's nothing's bad happened. Fuck yet. off. Yeah, right. fuck off. What are you talking about? So now, yeah. you know, and then at the end of the day, he is much older. So it's like, all right, yo, like I finally took my first jab at 80. All right, let's just sell. So. And but, then he was taken care of, right? Like it was, yeah. he sells, yes. but to what extent? Just now, by name alone. Right. Now that part, that part to me is what made me like, okay, this is making sense for Logan because Luke, you know, Matson, Matt was, Matson was saying all the right things, you know, oh, like Christian Zanderfuck. <laughs> right. Your prestige matters. I want to make sure that optically you still look like that, that dude. Yeah. And I want to shape this board into your favor. Oh, I mean, he definitely schmoozed him. You know, he definitely schmoozed him. I don't think that he's going to hold true to his word. You, you know, it's crazy. I think he will. I think that the reason Logan was comfortable doing this mm-hmm. is because he saw in, in Hans Christian Anderfuck what he wished he had saw in his children. Oh, for sure. I feel like seeing that kind of negotiation power, seeing that kind of forward thinking, seeing the the realization that I need your expertise. Yeah. But yeah, who I want to see. I, I, I'd piggyback off that, too. Like, I've, I've always been kind of like this may be a bad thing i've been kind of been pro logan the whole see all have. these seasons and the main reason why is because like i think i i recognize that logan is a businessman and that shit is about numbers and that shit is about making sure that like you know you go out on top if you ever go out in the first place and i think the kids don't see that and i think the fact i'm, I'm with you like i think he resonated in the other investor because the other investors like look i'm gonna keep this shit alive like yeah. I'm gonna take I'm you're gonna be good you're gonna make money we're gonna check all these boxes like he makes sure that it's about business and that that's always been my gripe with the kids like I mean you know Roman said it best he's like oh with love he's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like this is not about love this this has never been about this is about business this is about right. money and then if you if you're working with a billion dollar company this is about actually affecting the world you know i i think a lot of people don't realize that too that billion dollar companies actually shape the world and how you interact with it mm-hmm. um you know I so think i think that's part of the problem right yeah. like that's part of why you can't do business with your family yeah mm. if my dad ever did that to me or if i said to my dad yo bro like don't do this because you love me and he was like what the fuck is love you come to me with love in your hands right. yeah i'd shoot him like are you fucking shitting me father yeah shoot him. So, this shit ain't so about bad. love this shit about money like, it's, it's, yeah, that's it's just about, unfathomable as a normal person to me though yeah. that your dad and I I think Logan's a piece of shit but I I think Logan in his billionaire way does care for his children mm-hmm. and I think, I think he, that's why he gets so angry with them but it's like bro these are your fucking kids like how are you snaking your kids like they, see, they came out of your balls I don't think he's snaking them honestly I really don't like I just think he doesn't know he doesn't know, and his kids also don't know that there's a difference between being dad and being head of a billion dollar company. And like, that's why he should do it together. He should have bought. Yeah. Kendall's idea of getting bought out is the right thing to do for all of these kids, if we're being honest. Yeah. It's like you, I, I, the kids are like, no, I want to be involved because you're my daddy. And his dad's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm managing a billion dollar company. Like, yeah. you can't manage billion dollar companies. You can't manage love. your own fucking families. Yeah, like unless your family falls in line, which uh, is is definitely possible. There are companies that, at least from an external perspective, have families that are running things and everything seems all fine. But this is definitely not one of them. <laughs> right. Right. 
Well, so let me let me kind of jump on something you said, Corey. Like you said that it seems like the kids don't realize that there's a difference between being a father and managing a business. But that's kind of the way low. That's I think that's what this whole show is about is showing that like the deficiency of Logan as a father because he chose, you know, uh, he chose empirical rule over like his own domain. You know what I'm saying? Like he 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 sacrificed being a father to his son to 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 rule the world. Yeah, you know, and and I think he in a way he it really seemed like he like um you know he really like used he kind of used the business to father like yeah you know he created this competitive spirit within all of these kids man which i guess one could say that you know you know one could say that like that was kind of done in favor of trying to make them stronger people but he didn't give them that foundation in order for them to understand that like he just didn't draw the line between business and and, and fatherhood I agree with you, and 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 one of the things that I feel about Logan is I don't I, I, Logan is a terrible parent, but period. I think Logan is one hundred percent, and I mean this one hundred and fifty percent. He is a businessman who just happens to have some children. Like <laughs> he is not a parent. Like so, like he does what he does out of the best interest of his company, and so like. Everything, everything wraps around the company. Everything is about his company. Like, I don't think he does anything for his children. I think the the company and the lifestyle that 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 naturally just takes care of them. You know, um, right. they don't have to worry about money. Money is not an issue when you're a billionaire. And I just think he he's a businessman who just happens to have these children, and he's I think he treats them like assets, not children. They absolutely are assets. Yeah. They're assets, and that ang- they they're angry they you know they're frustrated but he's not budging he has never budged on you are an asset and i'm never going to treat you any other way like and well, i just I, think the quicker they realize that the better off they would be like you I, you want a I dad actually, and, th- and this guy is telling you over and over and over again i'm really not your dad like so <laughs> i'm just the guy who funny. created you so I, barely i would actually um I wouldn't even call them assets. They're liabilities, really. Honestly, mm-hmm. if we're if we're being really, really honest here. And I think to me that was somewhat the summation of the final conversation. You know, uh, cause he did some real slick shit. You know, he he you know, he tried to it, you know, it's constantly divide and conquer, but he did it real smooth in that last conversation where the first thing was like, Well, I'll talk to y'all, but get Kindle out of here. I don't want to talk to Kindle. Roman, get Kindle out. And then okay, they they stood front. Fine. A little bit later down the line, okay, because we've already acknowledged that you don't want Kendall here. He started trying to, you know, cut Siobhan, uh, you know, at the knees. And then Roman wasn't going for that. And finally, he just like, fuck it, I'll, I'll cut all you motherfuckers. If you, think, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll cut all you liabilities and keep this shit moving because the deal almost, you know, Matson sort of exposed that. Like, I'm willing to buy you. Oh, but I get it. It's a family thing. Maybe you don't want to sell it because it's a family thing. I respect that. And, hey, we don't have to talk about a deal then. So he, you know, they, they were literally, they're literally liabilities. They're like physical manifestation of liabilities. And he doesn't care. Like, I I don't think he says to himself, I'm going to fuck my children. I think he says, how do I protect my business 
against any threat possible. They just right. happen mm-hmm. to be his children. You know what I mean? So he defends his company the way he would against if they weren't his children. You know, it's like, oh, if 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 those if they were not his children, but there was some legal issue that could possibly make him lose, he would do the exact same thing to them. The it's, exact same thing. He doesn't yeah. care. It's about protecting himself and the company. So that's a fact. Okay. Well, so let's get into the let's get into specific characters from this episode, right? Because I, I just kind of want to talk about the arc of everybody here. Um, let's start with let's start with Connor. Let's start with Connor. Connor, I'm very. Connor put his nuts on the table with that intervention conversation. They're small though. That's the thing. Yeah, you but- showed me your shriveled up, old, deflated baby nuts, bro. <laughs> like you are a Roy. You just told me you're the oldest Roy, and you've been passed over all your life, and now you're whining about you. I, you don't get to have feelings in yeah. this family, sir. Sorry, hate to break it to you, Angel. And you shouldn't have feelings when your brother just tried to unalive himself. Yeah, but I think I, I think he was willing to bypass that. But once he, once before Kendall he said, said that he's the oldest son, he was playing with a knife. Yeah, before Kendall said that, because because Siobhan kind of played him to the left. You it's not about saying? you, Connor. Your brother just tried to unalive himself. Yes, we're talking about him. Sorry, sunshine. Uh, okay. I'm so sorry that dad skipped you into business you've never been a part of. And now all of a sudden you want to be a part of it because you want to be the president. Shut up. Mm. You'd be a horrible president. You were playing with a knife at a table. <laughs> yeah, he is childish. You were the oldest son. You decided to fall, to fall into that role maybe in the last month or so because you want something. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want something. You want something outside of this and this can help you. Meanwhile, the other three do actually want this. Well, and their mom has part of it. Hate to break it to you, Angel. So, so to me, that actually is a better case for, for Connor because, okay, here's where I sit. I know what Kendall wants as an end goal. I know what Connor wants as an end goal. I have no fucking clue what Siobhan and, and Roman want as an end goal with this company. It was never supposed to be either Siobhan or Roman. Y- yeah, but but I guess what I'm saying is, so to me in my brain, you know, if I'm Logan, I'm looking at that. Like what the what the fuck do these kids actually want? Out? Kendall's making it very clear what he wants. I think Logan doesn't care about what they want. Logan just wants money, like like Corey's got done saying. Yeah, he doesn't course. want anything but money, right? So if we're going off that, then it absolutely is Roman. The end well, game is money. I, I yes, but I also think that because Logan looks at things very business, like hundred percent business. I think he looks at every one of those kids and says, how would you affect in a positive or negative way this business? Right. And I think up all three seasons, I think season one was really about Kendall. I think season two had really got Shiv out there in front of us. And I think season three got Roman out there. And once you expose yourself and show that like, you're just here because you feel entitled, not because you're actually good at business. Right. Logan is done with you. And, but you tie that in with, uh, I think rich white people sense of entitlement that this is, this is all kind of wrapped in. And then you add in Logan doesn't really know how to be a dad and say, listen, you suck. Get, you know, you're never going to be the successor to this successor to this get company. Better. Yeah. yeah or, get better. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, he, he has no interest in trying to coach you because that's, you know, there, there are definitely corporate businesses that, you know, 
try to coach and train people. And then there's other ones yeah. that are cutthroat. And he's one of the cutthroat ones. And, I, you know, like, it, it's just clear as day to me what's happening here. It, it's clear as day to everybody but the kids. Right. <laughs> so I think it's clear as day to them, too. I think that's why they are constantly scrambling. I think they know exactly what's happening and they're trying to convince him to do otherwise. We see it in some grand coup in this episode. But the arc of this show literally has constantly been about convincing Logan to give one of them this business. Mm -hmm. But what I think no one's trying to keep it. Someone's trying to get it. One thing that I don't quite understand about whiteness and entitledness. These all these kids are from billionaire families like you are set for life. Why do you want to work? Why do you want to work? Like, what? I mean, that is that's the part that blows my mind. Like, yeah. you don't have to do anything for the rest of your life. Like, to erase your a billionaire status. I mean, you would have to do something just ridiculously catastrophic. To it takes lifetimes. Yeah, it would well, take lifetimes. Like, why are you so? Why don't you just go off? Do do what Connor did. Like, just go off and do something. Whoever. Yeah. 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 See, but- and, and so that goes into what I'm saying, like uh, into what I think. So for me, Siobhan and Roman, this seems to be their identity. Mm-hmm. Being a Roy is their identity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's it seems like that's all they have. They, I mean, Siobhan seems like she has some sort of talent, I guess, on the PR side, or I forget what her. She's, she's a political advisor. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. So she has talents, but you know, it seems and she was like, a good one. Yeah. See, for yeah, she has the most potential out of everybody outside of this motherfucking family. Roman, this is literally his identity. Siobhan, it, it seems like, you know, maybe the power, that's what she's in love with, but it is her identity. Kendall had a goal. He wanted to, he want he had ambition. He wanted to elevate the position of the company. Um, and and then I think even, you know, Connor has ambition to somebody. I mean, he wants to run for the president of the United States. And I want him that, to stop saying that out loud. Yeah. Yeah. He, I'm t- okay. Corey, where do you feel about that? How do you feel about the potential of Connor being the president of the United States? I think, I think Connor wanting to be president represents the kind of rich, white, like, I don't have to work for a living so I can just, like, make up crazy shit. <laughs> right. I, that's what I think because he's clearly – he's clearly not qualified politically at all to be president. He's, he's a rich, white kid – not even a white kid, you know what I mean? He's a white guy – who's never had to work a day in his life. So he believes that he can go off and do this. Um, right. In today's America, is that realistic? though? It's realistic for a billionaire. Yeah, that's where I sit too. It's very realistic for a billionaire. You know, one of my early predictions about this season was that, um, that Connor was going to become somewhat the cornerstone of the Roy family by becoming, uh, by like having a high position in politics to where it had a very influential sway on the company. Um, and, and that was something that I was kind of well, stuck with for a long time. Maybe, maybe that's the point of Connor is that, I mean, time has proven that with enough money, you can almost accomplish just about anything, and including the presidency, which we've clearly seen. And, you know, and maybe, maybe that's what Connor represents, that like, honestly, for a billionaire, just about anything is possible, no matter how ridiculous it, it may seem to someone. And can you fault him for that? Maybe not. You know, maybe it's the show's highlighting. I still think the bubble of of ignorance is still a point of this show. 
going back to the first episode when they made the the help play baseball and shit, you know? And that was crazy. That was yeah. very wild. You know, so I mean, you know, are you can I be mad at him? Maybe not. Maybe he's like, look, I have money. So when you have money, you 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 make things happen for yourself. I mean, down to just people who are a thousand years, you know, you can still make things happen for yourself with money. So I don't know. Um, or it's a sense of comic relief from the writers. I, don't, I, I, really I think know. it's comic relief. I think it's just yeah. we get to see a rich old white guy have these little kid aspirations. Like it's not a thing. Like down to this shit with Willa. Willa's going, they're going to land in the U.S. and Willa's going to pack her shit and get the fuck out of that man's house. No, you know what's crazy to me? Be, okay, all right. So it's obvious you saw her face after she was like, fuck it, right? And got and inside the limo. Besides, instantly even, regretted it. Dude, even before getting the limo, if your response to a proposal is, fuck it, yeah. I don't know how enthused you are. Yeah, you, you shouldn't be. You really shouldn't yeah. be. You shouldn't be figure forward she into said, What's a the marriage. Worst, what the worst that could happen? Right. What else am I doing? What? Living your fucking life? Hello? It was definitely attrition. But, like, but so that, see, that this, okay. I'm going to take a, a a piece of something you said, Corey. First season was about Kendall. Second season about Shiv. This season about Roman. Next season, if we're following this arc, could be about Connor. Now, let's look at what just happened with Willa. Clearly, she's not. She made an impulsive decision based upon being pressured, really. Outside pressures. This motherfucker, you know, acting like he can't go on in the world, yeah. <laughs> you know, without her approval. Look at Melania Trump. We might be lining well, up for a Melania Trump story. Well, I, I, I mean, I would argue, too, that, you know, I, I, I remember one time I was talking to a friend about, you know, as you know, in our business, we've we've met some people. Right. Uh-huh. And who make way more money. And um, <laughs> right. a lot of people always think that they're smarter or better or, you know, the you know, and I've always said, no, they're regular people. They just have a fuck ton more money. Mm-hmm. And so they have issues, you know, like they, they all have their problems. So like, I, I think Connor also kind of represents that, that like, you can, you can be a billionaire and still a woman won't marry you, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. cause I texted Treasy about it. I was like, what woman says, I don't know to a billionaire heir, you know, a white and, woman. what'd you say? A white woman. Yeah. And, but I think it kind of can point out that like, you can still have problems. You can still have relationship problems. You can still have difficulty getting laid when you're a billionaire, which <laughs> I, I don't think is really probably a real thing, but I think it's slumping it all together to say that like, you know, they're not experts in everything. They still have yeah. fucked up lives in, in more ways than just money, you know? Well, she, she never said no. And I think that's interesting. Cause that's always been my thing about will it like my left foot, feels very like i feel bad for her because she's obviously and you know i'm shout out to martin the mailman who was who was going to be with us this episode but i'm using one of his words she's like the audience surrogate to some degree right when it comes to like her position with connor um i empathize with her being just a regular person that's my left foot my right foot says she has had she she doesn't seem like a woman that has a problem standing up for herself she doesn't seem like a woman that doesn't know how to express how she feels. And she is still here. She's still here because she it's transactional. She's ambitious too. You yeah. know, she it's transactional <laughs> for her as well. There's something, there's something here 
that she's maybe looking to get out of the situation. Well, she's just a little bit more exactly. Chill about it. I she doesn't want to fuck up her seat at the table, like, and that's where, that's how I before we started, we were talking about Tom. Like, that's what I always thought Tom was doing. Like, Tom was just like, listen, I'm just gonna make sure I'm good. I didn't think Tom was gonna move into I'm about to I'm about to run this shit. You know, right. so I think with Willow, we saw a couple episodes ago though the plight of white women in general, right? Okay. Protecting the system that doesn't give a fuck about them either, but knowing they can't survive outside of it. Mm. So mm. is is she the kind of woman who speak up for herself? I mean, sure, right? But also, like you said, her ambitions are being met, but if Connor would hang her out to dry. Well, right? like also- let's say he's running for president and she leaves. The angle's going to become he found out that she was an escort at one point and it ruined their relationship or he's going to trash all of her playwriting and he's going to make it so she can never write again. And a lot about her life changes, right? It's not going to end amicably, even if she tries to end it amicably. He's going like we just he was playing with a knife at a lunch table because his little brother was in his feelings. Right. So what's going to happen when the woman he is in love with? He asked his siblings why they didn't congratulate him on an engagement that never happened. You see what I'm saying? So, like, she does that, and sure, but at the same time, how does her life change? What does he do? How does he lash out? Well, I, I think, honestly, okay, so his his wanting to marry her came from a place of political leverage anyway. Right. So, so I don't think, I think once you subscribe to that in Connor's shoes, you can't you can't trash your wife like you she can't, now you can't leave you know what i'm saying it doesn't matter what she does he has to he has to stick by her side because that is the political climate is but that that's like the point that's the point of her being unable to leave right even if she wants to he's not going to let her so she says no yeah. nothing changes because he's not going to let anything change he's going to go through hell and high water to make sure that it at least seems like they're together. There is no moving on for her. Got it. I get what you're saying. Right. You're, you're, you're talking about pre-election. You're talking about like the I'm talking now. about right now. Yeah. yeah. Now. She does okay. not want to make, she wanted to leave him at least last season. Yeah. And she can't, right? For lots of reasons. One, I think that she genuinely does care about Connor. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Connor is a play for her. I think that she does care about this man. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think I like the term audience surrogate. Mm-hmm. Because she is going to be the closest to our experience, right? So it's like, she's like, whoa, I didn't know that y'all were this fucking nuts. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I want to be a part of this. But again, that's what we see with Shiv sometimes. The whole, oh, I didn't know, but I was in the midst of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's white women protecting these cultures that hate them too. Mm -hmm. But they're so caught up in it now at this point, right? She can't leave. Mm -hmm. She can't. Even if she wanted, I'm sure she does, but... Even if she tried to, right. she wouldn't be able to. That see that whole thing reminds me of one of my favorite Louis C.K. jokes, and where it's like something else is. See, when she she thinks she can't leave now, if Connor becomes president, she's gonna be like, "Oh fuck, I could have left back then." Right. You know, like. But either way, it seems one. I don't. I think that Connor is the only person who believes he is ever going. You and you and him, only you and yeah. Connor believe. That he's ever going to be the president. And let's be clear. So, I don't believe that. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say is like, I I, I personally, uh, I used to think that like in typical TV narrative that like, you know, somebody in this in this show would like win. Right. 
No. Mm-hmm. Honestly, no. I, I, I really think when this show is over, Logan Roy will have won and succession will have occurred and it will probably go to someone other than these kids. Because for me, I just, I don't, I don't agree. I, every season, Treasy's like, yo, this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is going to I'm like, no, Treasy, Logan Roy is going to win. I, yeah. it, it, it's just clear as day after, you know, three seasons. I'm like, listen, this is what's going to happen. He's going to win. And I think that's the show. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, and I don't think that that's wrong. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I love to make some of these wild predictions just to, just in, in the event that one of them happens, I'm like, see, I told you so. We call but them the, tinfoil hat moments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, that, and in psychology, they call that like, uh, uh, the fallacy of positive instances. Right. Yeah. It's like, so, so, um, uh, and I want to be clear, I'm not saying that Connor is going to be president because I think that he's this very capable, smart person. I think that this show is clearly making a commentary on this, the state of capitalism and, and everything that it affords you and everything that comes with it. And I just think that they're, they're making an intentional comparison to I mean, we literally just had the most incapable president of all time sitting in that seat, That the most unqualified, incapable, uh, um, childish, worse than Connor childish mm-hmm. person in the presidency. So so my assertion that Connor's going to be there doesn't come from like Connor's is very capable John F. Kennedy type. No, he's a fucking idiot whose father has a lot of I mean, John F. Kennedy was the same thing, but I think they had that a lot of money. But that goes back to the point of Logan's not anyone's father, right? Yeah. And Connor right. being the president doesn't serve Logan. Yeah. We oh, thought so yeah. at one point, right, earlier in the season, but it doesn't serve Logan, for, especially with selling the company. Oh, I never. No, no, no. I, it, it, let's be clear. I'm sorry to cut you off, Corey. Let's hey. be clear. Anybody becoming president at any time is going to shift what, because Logan still lives in America. It's, yeah. it, 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 you know, it's still, cons- America still consider it's. It doesn't be- have to be Connor is what I'm saying. Oh, no, no, no. It does. You're right. It doesn't have to. Again, that just, I mean, I make predictions. man. That's yeah. just, uh, that, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. Fuck like, it. I just <laughs> want to get across that Connor's, the reason I'm so against it. Okay. Is because Connor's being president specifically. Yeah. Doesn't serve anyone. Okay. If anything else, the Nazi becoming president serves Logan Roy, especially in this ghost board position he has more time to influence the presidency mm. more pull silently no one can tie it together anymore interesting that's an interesting theory that's an interesting what do you think about that dude Corey? you know what we're talking about the, uh, the 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 guy who shiv was like he's dangerous the dangerous yeah. politician the one yeah. who we thought was gonna fuck Roman in the bathroom. Oh, oh wow! I didn't think that, but it's that's always cool. weird sexual energy in this show. I don't like. There's it. weird sexual energy anytime Roman's on the screen. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, that whole episode was interesting because I, a couple people mentioned that, like, oh, Logan was actually giving you know Connor the time of day, and he wasn't. It. He was being polite. You know, I, I in front of people, yeah, in front of people, exactly. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I have a little bit of corporate America experience, and I have watched people sell their case to executives 
and they have been very polite. And then about 30 mm-hmm. seconds after they leave, they make the decision that they're going to make. And yeah, and don't bring that fucker back in my office, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it, it basically means they were being nice to you. They were letting you talk because they didn't want to tell you that you they think you're an idiot. Um, or they just made up their mind. You know, they just they already knew what they were going to do and they didn't want to be a, a dick about it. So that's how I interpreted that scene. And then when you look at the candidate that was picked, uh, I just looked at it as that it served the interest of uh, what's what's the name of their news network, ATN or whatever. ATN, yeah. Yeah, and and obviously they've made references that basically you know this is Fox News. So um, I, I just interpreted it as that that you know Fox News obviously aligns itself with politicians that will speak their message and the same thing most likely even with democratic news organizations are going to tie themselves with democrats so that's how i just interpreted it that that guy in the bathroom he's a real politician right Mm. connor is not so we are going to align ourselves with a real politician who speaks to our core viewers which is you know no that guy that he was not a politician. He was fucking Ben Shapiro, bro. He wasn't a real politician. Ben was- Shapiro is closer to a politician than Connor is. Yeah. yeah. No. no. Connor that guy was a stomach to be a politician. I mean, no, I'm not saying that a, guy he was, was a, a YouTuber. Wait, I'm talking about the guy in the bathroom? Yeah. Man- he won- man- no, no. He I wasn't a was. YouTuber. He was saying that's what he wanted for um, Roman to have. Yeah. To be able to get that message out. He was not a YouTuber. No, but the, the the comparison was basically he is just somebody that has a commentary on politics. He's not proper. He's not a proper politician. He's closer he's, to it than Connor is, though, is the point, which is why you back him and say he speaks the language. He has a stomach for it. Yeah. Because he yeah, in his I mean, soliloquy about I don't care about um, immigrants or black people. I just don't want them to have the same things I have. He's complete. That's the danger of racism, if we're being honest. Right. The indifference. It's like. Yeah, I just don't want you to have anything. Yeah. It's nothing personal, bro. Yeah, just I don't want you to have anything. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think I think they're two different. I think they, I I think they clearly represent. Okay, Connor to me is if he ran, he's running liberal, right? Like that's I look at him as like one of those liberal politicians, and I looked at the dude in the bathroom as one of those like hardcore conservative politicians. But in terms of like, in terms of education in the space, real world education in the space. I, they're, they're both equal to me in that. I mean, really, it doesn't matter, but but I, I don't think that they're too far off. I think the, the way that they go about things, it, their ideologies is probably different. But, but based that's on, the politics of it. Yeah, and, and based on my knowledge, my I'm trying to remember the episode, the guy in the bathroom already had a, a foot in the game, too. Connor, oh, I mean, what they joked, he's like, he's got 0.5% of the vote. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, bro, like this guy, the guy in the bathroom was already making noise. And then he he aligns himself and carries himself in a way that is like a politician, that's like a businessman. Connor's the hippie. He's the hippie liberal who's where you know, nobody remembers whoever runs for presidency every four years that what the green party or whatever the fuck that shit is. Right. Right. Like nobody remembers that. Like it's always the, either the Democrat or the Republican. And And I think again, that's where Connor needs to sell his run. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause like what that idiot, let me stop doing that. Like what Kanye West was doing. Mm -hmm. It was in no way about him trying to be the president. He sold himself to the highest bidder. To try and help sway the vote because that one percent, like they said, is four million people and it matters. Mm. 
So if anything, Connor should be figuring out who to align himself with so he can pretend to not align himself with them mm-hmm. and then sway that one to two percent of the vote. Right. But he's not even on this show. Right. He's not getting any more than that. Okay. Also, fun fact, the writers of this show are British. Right. So mm-hmm. they have vehemently said this is not about the Murdochs, but mm-hmm. they understand how it feels that way because there's no huge um British family in charge of media. Mm. But they're like, bro, we didn't do this. Like, we could get sued for this. Please stop saying it. Like, mm. the Murdochs watch this show, though. Like, they've reached out to them about it. Mm. Brian Cox have had conversations with them. Mm. But yeah, apparently the show's not about the Murdochs. I was kind of blown to learn that. Oh, yeah. No, I thought that was... I, I mean, that's the... Yeah, yeah. I, I never thought it was about them specifically. But Other I, people might not know that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I think I think we gave Connor way more time than we should have this episode. Let's get into some of the core, the, the tender trio, one of the tender trio, as, as I'm going to call them, because they had their little moment um, in the sand. Um, let's talk about Roman. Let's talk about Roman. Did any, okay, Corey, I don't know if you know this, six was team Roman, okay? For six two is, and a half seasons. Six has been team Roman for two and a half seasons. Uh-huh. And I feel like Corey being here is going to draw some different viewers, right? So, like, I want to... I want to make it very plain that my affinity for Roman and Corey, you were here for the recap we did the first two seasons. So like my affinity for Roman has always been, he just doesn't care. Right. It wasn't about power for Roman. Mm -hmm. He felt like the closest thing to someone who cared about his family. Okay. Um, He was like, eh, that's indifferent, whatever. Right. He wasn't power hungry. He wasn't, believe it or not, harming anyone. Mm -hmm. He would just be in, a bratty, shitty little brother okay. who happened like, you know, I'd like to do it. Sure. I mean, everyone else wants to do it. And, you know, why would I try and do it? But then we saw Roman become the either he already ha- always had been and we're just noticing it mm-hmm. or he became the people around him like Greg did. Mm-hmm. But he made the switch to being categorically evil. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, like because I didn't mind Roman shenanigans because that's just. There was Roman shenanigans and you right. felt bad, right? His his brother locked him in a fucking dog cage. Yeah. Right? Like, he grew up... Growing up a billionaire seems to have some really uh, harsh mental, yeah. like, you know... Yeah, a lot of repercussions. Yeah, like, it, I don't think it's the shit that people think it would be. I don't know if I'd choose this, believe it or not. I think that's somewhat the point of this show. Yeah. It's like, stop romanticizing wealth. Right. Because it comes with some with shit. With some shit. Yeah. Uh, your dad runs his family like a business. That's not good. Yeah. But I think that was my thing about Roman that I felt bad for him mm-hmm. in a way like, damn, they fucked you up. Mm-hmm. And you still just want their love. You're nothing like them. You're just a product of them. Right. And then we see, oh, no, you two are a Roy. Mm-hmm. And he was like the last hope I had for this show. Mm-hmm. But then you get in bed with a Nazi and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, there goes that. Then you're sending dick pics, right? That's a lie even for Roman. Come on, dog, the dick pics. And, and, and he's so indifferent about it. He's like, yeah. He, Lola Hammer Stanley, boy. He kept sending the <laughs> He was sending the hammer to every four, five, nine smash, like, nigga. I, it's like you're just sexually harassing a geriatric woman. Like, yeah. wouldn't... She's the elderly. Yeah. So... It just... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think... I, I My opinion of, of the show, I think... Every character kind of represents an aspect of whiteness, rich, yeah. rich, rich whiteness. Very specifically, rich whiteness. Okay. Um, I, I think he represents the like the white kids that like you know kill someone and then they never it, it, it gets swept under the rug or 
they do something stupid. They get arrested for, you know, having two pounds of Coke in the trunk. And oh, he's the not- Murdoch family in South Carolina then. Yeah, yeah. And I think the culmination of Roman is he never he's never been punished for his actions. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he was in charge of the space shuttle when the ship blew up. Oh, you know what God. I mean? Which is still one of my favorite moments in the wow. entire show. Jesus Christ. Yo, when he, la- he just like, oh, oh. <laughs> Put this down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's bad news in that phone. Yeah. The, the dick pic was the first time he got, he got smacked. Yeah. Like, that was the first time he got, he's getting punished for something he did. He has never been punished for anything that he has ever done which is very in line with a lot of rich, young white people. Yeah. And, and then the call, I think the, the, you know, that was the alley-oop, the slam dunk is in, uh, is at the final scene when, you know, for love, it's like, yo, homie, like, I really don't fuck with you. And right. even then, I don't know if y'all remember when he got off the boat and he tried to give his hand to Pops. He didn't take it. Oh, he didn't yeah, take that shit. That. I was like, oh, it's a wrap. It is a yeah. wrap for you. You are done. You are done because your, your weakness is out on Front Street now. Yeah. And I I think he was done when the deal fell through the way they wanted it. Which where? What deal? When Madsen made that tweet uh-huh. and he couldn't fix it, Roman um Logan was done with him then. It didn't yeah. even take the dick pic to me. To me it was interesting because I interpreted oh, he, it as done. the dick pic because yeah, me too. That mm-hmm. is so problematic and it's so and and I also think that Logan is very out of sight, out of mind. Like as long as he doesn't see it, it doesn't it doesn't really matter to him. Yeah. Mm. And he saw that the dick pic literally went to him. He knows his son is wild, but so is Logan. Logan uses you know really HR unfriendly language. You know. <laughs> and, and, but so that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how dirty Roman's mouth is or the things that he says. But when you send a dick pic, the shit is real. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that was it. That's for me because. Bad business, you can recover from that. I mean, even Logan's not perfect in, in, in the business world. And I think, I think it was the way that it went down, though. His inability to steer it. His inability to get up his hands around it, right? Like, when Logan went and had this conversation. Just, we talk about it before, even when they went and met with Josh, I think. Mm-hmm. Whoever tried to kill him in the Hamptons. Right. Um, you know, he walks up there. And Eric Northman, I know this guy's just, he's never going to be Alexander Skarsgård. He's going to be whatever character he was in the show previously. And Eric Northman says, hello, sir. How are you? Reaches his hand out. He is, you know, this, this reveration. Is reveration a word? Where's Lucy when you need her? I, I don't know, but I feel like it is. I know what you're trying to say. It could be, yeah. you know. Language is all about how you get it. Across, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. This huge respect yeah, for much. Logan. There was not an ounce of that for Roman. Right. It was way too familiar to ever make good business. Yeah. And I think that that made itself evident where you're coming to me and saying, oh, yeah, everything's in the bag. We're good. You know, and then it's, oh, God, he made this tweet and you don't even know what's going on. Right. I mean, you're not keeping in contact. Oh, and then you go and talk to him. And now after you talk to him, he wants to be equal. Yeah. Okay. You don't know what you're doing. That's not what we talked about. And you couldn't carry uh-huh. it out. Well, so this is where I side with Corey, though, because the dick pic moment happened. In, in almost the climax of like Roman recovering from that problem because they were, they were about to like Roman. Logan gave, was about to fix it. Yeah. Logan, but, but still, but Logan had reverence for what, for what, uh, for Roman's ideology for what they could do to fix it. He was considering it. And I that's the that reason. Fiend. No, I think it was because Jerry texted him like, yo, good job. Jerry's been wrong a lot. 
I don't know. Jerry has actually Jerry hasn't been wrong at all this whole season. Jerry's been really right the entire time, you know. um, Jerry's been accepting dick pics from a child. Yeah, but she she handled it the right way by allowing it. Like, see, see how see what patriarchy does. No, she no she no she handled it the right way for you're the one who calls her Varys. She is Varys. Okay, so she knows that going to HR and blowing this up. No, Varys was wasn't a good thing though Varys was just indifferent no one was no one was a cheerleader for Varys he just existed that's fine I mean I'm not a big cheerleader for Jerry what I'm saying is is that like I think every I think you're right everything that she's doing including not blowing it up that he's sending dick pics is is the right thing for Waystar the company right Right. so so she's doing the right thing by not taking it by talking to him and saying listen stop she all she's also smart she understands that like this is logan roy's son so there has to be a little okay i think even though i don't think that's what jerry was doing i think when um when shiv said yeah i think she's using it as leverage you know she's going to use it at leverage at some point i don't think that that's entirely false like there is there is i don't think jerry would ever really need to pull that out but i think that what shiv was saying was somewhat correct which is like jerry she just understands the chessboard so there's no, there is nothing to gain by telling someone that this boy is sending me dick pics. It's only going to inflame the entire situation. And then everybody, what's the whole thing about the messenger? Kill the messenger, right? Like, so. Let me ask right? you this. I, I interpreted that's the only dick pic she's ever gotten. No. no, she made uh, it clear that she got dick been, pics earlier. He's been harassing her. Yeah. Well, she, I know she, he's been harassing her. I mean, I'm not justifying any of this. I'm just saying there's a difference harassing and dick pics. You know what no, I mean? No, they were in the stairway. She said, "Stop sending me pictures of your dick." Yeah. Okay. She, All right. She, she, I, I just yeah. didn't know. I just wasn't aware. I just want to. I just wanted to be clear. Like, did he send yeah. multiple or not? And when not justifying room, any of this. I'm just saying. I just wanted to have right. my data. My data straight. <laughs> no, nah, he definitely. He'd been yeah. sending a hammer for a long time. When she came out of the room with Lori, she was like, "You have to stop sending me those items." Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, you want to see my dick anymore?" And she was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, stop right. sending them to me." Yep, yeah. you're absolutely right. Cool. Yeah. He has been sending dick pics. Yeah. And and then, you know, uh, yeah, like she I mean, she handled it well. I think even when Shiv was trying to like ambush her because Shiv is a fucking uh That was a shitty thing to do. Shiv is such a fucking manipulative bitch that she's always trying to like she's just she's just destructive for no reason. Speaking of Shiv, I also I just want to double down on my apology about Shiv not being thick. Oh, oh listen, listen. Yeah. I need listen. to double down on my apology. <laughs> listen. Yeah, I I have been Team Thiv because I call her Thiv now. <laughs> listen, I've been yo. Listen, I have yeah. a great screenshot. I'm gonna send it to y'all. It's from like season one or two, mm-hmm. and it's a shot when like um, Tom threw her up on like a table and they were gonna have sex. And there is this ass shot. And I'm sorry, it it it, it I, I was a believer in in uh, in Shiv, and then she's only gotten thicker. So right, right. At so. first, it was just like. You know, okay, she's just a nice shaped white girl, whatever. But over the last couple, I was oh, like, yeah. now wait, wait a minute, what's going? And then people, I think, were calling out the last maybe two or three episodes ago that how thick that she was. Oh yeah, and I was like, what? y'all are dragging it like it's not that fucking serious. I can't believe that. But these last two episodes, we're trying to find the name of the designer. I know one was Ted Baker, but there was another one that she introduced me to. Keonti, something like that. But these dresses, particularly with that split up the back mm. and that keyhole in the front. Oh, yeah. 
they're doing something for Siobhan. Yeah, they're doing something. Sarah, for me. you look good. Yeah, yeah. working for. She had a birthday the other day too. Happy birthday! Of course you know. Lord. Yeah, of course you know. <laughs> I have yeah. a thing for pasty white women, so her and Emma Stone, I would risk my whole marriage for. So that's ridiculous. I was about to say, where is your wife? Uh, my wife is not here while I'm recording. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you, Sugar Puff. <laughs> um, okay. I didn't. I didn't pay attention to Siobhan until, until this season for until post COVID wait. Uh, she didn't, you know, she was just, I mean, I paid attention to her because she was a fucking asshole. She's a great actress. Yeah, Sarah's absolutely. Cause I hate her in real life, but it's like, Oh, this is not, she, is, you're an Aussie who's like never, I've never met. Gotta be the nicest person in the world, because her character is a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't, you know, I saw, I saw episode one. I was like, okay, she a little, she got a little thicker, but yeah, when she, when she popped out in them, in them dresses, I was like, "Oh, Siobhan is filling his dress," and I, and then I had to, I had to text Corey because Corey been he been Team Siobhan for a minute, so um, I'm glad we got a chance to share that moment, Corey. Yeah, <laughs> and I had the screenshot ready. I was like, "Oh, oh, you late, bro?" <laughs> yeah, I had to. Yeah. So I did okay, but in talking about Roman though, did any of did any part of y'all feel bad for him this episode? Nope. I. I'm going to say yes and no. And I, I don't mean I felt bad for him in a very traditional sense because, but I'm going to say this. When I, I saw, I saw heartbreak in that man's yeah. face and I'm not saying I felt bad for him, but it was the first time I ever saw that, that kind of heartbreak. And it's hard to ignore, I guess, in the sense, yeah. if, if, you know what I mean? Like, first off, he acted his ass off, and I, I don't normally say, uh, I forget, Macaulay, uh, Culkin, I'm sorry, I forgot his first name. Kieran. Kieran. Kieran Aurora. You know, Kieran. I don't normally Kieran. say he's a dope actor. I don't, I don't think he's a bad actor, but like, when I saw that, it's like, I just felt it, you know? It, it, it's hard to ignore that. It's hard to ignore, even though I don't really feel sorry for him, but I felt it. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it was painful in a weird way. It was painful to watch. I mean, you know. watching him, because it's funny, the scene is on right now, watching him stand up to his dad, yeah. it was played so well because he was shaking. Yeah. He was so scared because it's like, yo, this is my security nest. Like, this is my security blanket that I'm standing I don't even want to. this. I, like, I, I, I'm being bullied into this. I made this pact with these other two. Uh, what you don't go think ahead. he was being bullied? I'll let, I'll go ahead. He, I made this because uh, I feel like Siobhan kind of railroaded this. He, he, she railroaded everybody, and then you know, of course, Kendall. Yeah, passed me the shotgun. I've been waiting to do this since I was four. Relax, okay. You, you just lost the war, dog. Just relax. But but Roman clearly didn't want to do this. He really didn't. Like he was hesitant to get in the van. Even when he got in the van, he was like, "Listen, guys, let me go in here and at least talk to him first because we don't want to go in here guns blazing." I've been working very closely with him. He'll under, you know, I can, we just don't want to go in here hostile. He just knew, man, like, like I'm, I'm not ready for this, but you know, Siobhan, she, she manipulated him. Yo, he, he's not going to look out for you. I don't know why you think he's going to look out for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're doing that thing where people baby Roman and decide that he is not allowed to be in charge or can't handle his own decisions. Right. I think that um, Roman has watched his father snake everybody. Mm -hmm. Why did you think you were special, right? 
we called out a couple episodes ago. Okay, you know, we're going to watch The Downfall of Roman. Watch. Mm-hmm. It's going to be horrible, too. Yeah. We called that out. And when I say he didn't want this, I don't mean this conversation. Mm-hmm. Roman is doing any of this for spite and approval. Mm. He does not want to. He doesn't want this shit. Mm. Roman wants to be rich and send dick pics to old white women. Mm. Right? Like, he he is the kid who doesn't give a fuck. But he's like, oh, well, if they're going to do it, then I want to do it. Right? It's, he doesn't mm. want any part of this at all. And he wasn't bullied. He became envious of his siblings. And I'm going, you know what? I'm going to be fucking rich anyway. It was, I want daddy's approval. Whoa. That's what I mean by he didn't want any of this. Not that he didn't want to have the conversation. Right? So. Oh, okay. He didn't want this period. And Siobhan didn't bully him. He could have said no. And if he didn't believe Siobhan, he would have said no. The problem is he knows his father is a snake. He knows his father doesn't trust, love, or care about anything. And that both of these things were an opportunity to happen. My dad could be lying. He said he got me, but said it before. Look at my brother, right? It could be a liar. Or my dad could not be lying. Either way, I got. that's why he wanted to go in slow. I want the boast to both. I want to see what happens. Let's just let everybody say what happens. No, Roman is responsible for what happens to Roman. Uh, so, because uh, I want to hear your take on this, Corey. But I think Roman, honestly, I think Roman would have been taken care of had he not gone in with these with the with the other two. Well, I, I think that plays into a a bigger picture and. You know, I, I've kind of always said, you know, I'm I'm pro Logan because I think I think Logan's a lot more transparent than the rest of the world believes. Mm-hmm. I think that I've always said this about Succession. I've said this about Ozark. If you just listen to the main character, which is Logan and uh, Marty, everything will be okay. And the story is about how these people don't really fall in line with what the main character wants, and. I think that's just kind of the, the the trajectory of this of this show. Like you, the people that fall in line with Logan Roy are the ones who end up solid on the other side. And I think it's about these characters fighting to stay relevant and stay on his good side. I mean, look at Tom. That's hundred percent what Tom did. He made sure that he was good with Logan Roy, and he right. knew how to play that game. I think Roman had a had a little bit of a grasp on how to play that game, but once he fumbled, it was it was a wrap. And and honestly, that's a big reflection on corporate America and how corporate structures are run. Sometimes the only way to get ahead is to play along with whoever's in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it with my own eyes to some degree. Like if if the rebel, the rebel doesn't rise to the top. You gotta you gotta go along with whoever's in charge, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily fake. But it's just playing the game, you know. And I think, I think Roman had a good. Gra- I, I'll re- I'll repeat that. I think Roman had a good grasp of how to play the game, but he let his weaknesses get the best of him. So, mm. Mm. okay, okay, okay. So, um, all right. So, so, so basically, Roman was going to get fucked regardless. That's what you feel. Sir. I don't yeah. think he was going to get fucked. Reg- oh, I'm sorry. I know you said six, but. I don't think he was going to get fucked regardless. I think everybody is is open for fucking, <laughs> you know? Right. If as long and, – and just like right now, we've left Tom in a good space, right? Tom is in a good space with Logan, but the moment he fucks up, he gets fucked. 
everybody can get fucked at any moment. Mm. So, you know. I think that's the point, right? I think that I think that these kids should have all tried to do what Kendall did or what Kendall tried to do. Mm -hmm. Just let them buy you out. Because Mm. now you had to go to your crackpot mom and her crackpot husband Mm. and make a deal with the devil. Right? When in reality, y'all can't handle this. But But Logan's right in that instance. But what's interesting is that once Kendall admitted that he wanted to get bought out, look at what Logan did. (laughs) And that goes to what their mom said about your dad wanted kids so he could have someone to beat up on who would always come back. So the idea of you walking away is what do you mean? No. Yeah. I can't beat you up. No, fuck that. Yeah. So it's like Logan, Logan is, I mean, I I do think he is a little fucked up in that regard. Like, I'm not saying a little, but like he's like, to say a little no i not a little <laughs> a of, but like you know I, i've kind of said logan is very business oriented that's like the one aspect that kind of isn't business oriented because at the end of the day you could let kendall go and your problems would go away but it means you lost you know it it takes away that ability to beat you and so you know i think it ties into that a little bit like you could just let kendall go and your problems would cease to exist right. but then you kind of gave up on the fight and I think Logan is very much about beating you into submission. So if you want to get bought out, you're not going to have it. If you want to stay, you're not going to have that either. You know, That's the sick part, right? And that's yeah. why with Roman, that's why I have no sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you. I'm not sad for you because you came into the realization that, oh, dad treats me like everyone else. Yeah. He's been a piece of shit your whole life, bro. Yeah. No. And I want to be clear. I do. I, I really. I'm, I'm more like more like how Corey felt. I didn't really feel sorry for him, but it was very hard to, he, he, I guess it's more of a question of, or more of a thing to talk about. Like Kieran Culkin did his thing in acting. Yeah. Cause I really felt like the nause, the nauseating feeling of like standing up to this guy that I've been scared of my entire life. Another fun fact, Kieran Culkin was originally supposed to be Greg. Oh, wow. He probably would have been a really good Greg though, but I, but I, he's, he said he he's forever would, Roman. He said during like a, I don't know if it was a, um, not an audition, but like a practice run or whatever, a table read. He read the parts for Roman and said, "Oh, I felt more like that character." He's like, "I don't know if I'm proud of that, but yeah. I resonated more with that character than Greg." And they brought in Nick Braun. I can see that because uh, I can't see. He's so good as Roman. I can never watch him in anything else. Yeah, like, I can. I can see. I can watch everybody else in something else. He might have fucked himself like his brother did. Yeah, I mm. cannot see Karen Culkin as any other character now. He is Romulus. Yeah, period. Period. Yeah. Point blank. Um. All right, let's jump into shit real quick. Shout out. I know we jumped into the thickness of it. Into the we got into the thick of into it. Into the thick of it. Savon. Ugh. But uh, uh, I just want to jump straight to that last scene, man. She's gonna fuck Tom with not a single ounce of lube and let everyone run a train on him. Is nah. she or is she or or does Tom have the upper hand now? I don't know. I think that they're gonna try and find a way to play to their dad's heartstrings if there's any left. But what I do know that all of them have a piece of their father in them, right? Mm-hmm. Shiv's the only one as evil as her father. Mm-hmm. You know, Roman might have the fuck it all idea. Kendall might have the business wherewithal with no fuck at all and no evilness. Mm-hmm. Connor just has the sheer brawn of I can do whatever I want, but Shiv yeah. is the 
He's the cutthroat. How, yeah. She's going to, even if it's, maybe it's not as bold as I think it's going to be, but she's going to keep Tom bent over. Mm. She is going to fuck him with a giant dildo. But what leverage does she have? I am your wife. Yeah. You want a divorce? No. I'm going to get pregnant now. I think you're stuck with me and I'm going to fuck you every chance I get. What, 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 what that last scene showed me is that Tom can play just as dumb and play the game just as good as she can. She he can't play it as good or she wouldn't have known. No. So can I ask you a question? Sure. Did no. Shiv see Logan acknowledge Tom when he walked in? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I was on the fence about that. And do you think she? I, I, I'm guessing then that means she equally would mean she knows that she Tom put two was and two together. Okay, all right. Because yeah. I wasn't 100 percent clear. I watched it a couple times, and I was like, I don't really know if she saw it, but you know, you saw oh. her body react to it. She was like, oh shit! And then he walked in, and she pulled away, and her face was like, oh, I want to rip you one now, but I ain't to wait. But listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw in another spade on the table. Tom knows that she knows. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's right? not stupid. But that's what I'm saying. That's what that last scene showed me is that, yo, this game that you're playing, I can play it in a whole nother way. And like, I, I don't, I, I just don't think that it's going to be as easy of a fucking as you think it's going to be. Tom can't survive the game, though. She has been getting fucked her whole life. She's used to getting fucked. I mean, I've, Tom is new to this getting fucked game. He's new to getting fucked, but he's not new to not matter. Like, like. She's seen the mountaintop, right? It's on, the only way, place that she can go is down. Tom's never been in the runnings in his life. Like, we've never seen Tom. We've seen, yes, we've seen Boar on the floor, but we haven't seen Tom, like, really stretch his legs and use, like, his power to his full abilities. You know what I'm saying? His like, power up until right now has <laughs> been Shiv, right? And even in this altercation, his power was still Shiv. Even in this, his power was Shiv. No, I think his power, I think his power was in him. Okay, I get what you're saying. I think the move of giving the father information that Shiv gave him was maybe is what you're referring to, right? Yeah, he, but he couldn't do it. Yeah, it was ballsy to do, but he couldn't do it the, if, the without Shiv. The power, right. Of course, because he's part of the family. But really, the power happened the moment he decided to take the charge for the team because that put him in a different echelon of like of of positioning like see okay think about if greg would have had that information he would have bought that to if he would have bought that same exact information to logan would logan where would he have rated with logan in that way if greg would have done that i don't know what you mean okay uh, do if, you follow what I'm saying, Corey? If Greg gave him the information, he would have taken it the same. Logan doesn't give a fuck who tells him what's about to happen. Corey, you still there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I think that what, I, what I'm experiencing, though, is that, like, Tom has built a position. This isn't just a snitch. This isn't just, hey, I saw something and I'm going to give you some information. This lets you know that there's a relationship that has brewed and developed between yep. Tom and Logan that we're not privy to. Yep. And that's deeper than just cousin Greg going, Hey, uh, 
you know, I saw and heard something, just want to let you know, you know, exactly. this is the, they're, they're together. They're, they're in this, they're, they're, they're a team. And that's, that's, a, that's a bigger conversation. It, it is. But, but, but I will say six, I, I do think that you are right. I do. I, I do agree with you that like, it was still Shiv's power. He still used Shiv in her positioning to yeah. get to that place. But the, but Tom Tom showed me he can play this game just as dirty as and probably better than the kids because there is a different. He had to earn the respect of Logan where they just feel but entitled to. Logan respects to. him, or Logan is allowing him around right now. I, I yeah I think I think yeah well, I think Logan but I think Logan's allowing him. I think okay, think about it like this. I think Logan respects Jerry. Yes, but he was also willing to fuck Jerry. But Logan respects Jerry. He respects her ability. Tom, regardless of how we feel about him, he has run a, I mean, shit, Forbes was doing a piece on him because he ran, he ran a successful venture within Waystar Roy Co. So he is capable. So I hear you, right? Mm -hmm. And all of that, I think all these people are capable of running businesses. Not the kids. Yes, they no. are. A business, yes. Not no. this business. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. No, no, they're not capable of being the CEO of this company. Got it. But they are all capable. Romulus even mm -hmm. could be an excellent CEO somewhere else, something smaller. Okay. Cutthroat even. He could run a. T he could be a tech bro, okay. and make a billion dollars. Got it. Right. That's Elon Musk right there. If if we're being honest. No, Elon's actually smart. Do you think so? Absolutely. Okay, that's fine. We can argue about that later. Okay. Um, but I think that for this they couldn't. Right. So with Tom, Tom. Tom's leverage and ability to do all of this has been his proximity to shit. Okay. So sure, he's built a relationship. I'll, I'll concede to that. Sure, he made all these things happen under the business. Okay, fine. But everything that, all of your insider information that was helpful to um, Logan mm -hmm. has been because of your proximity to Shiv and Kendall and Roman. Let me ask you. Let me so, ask without, you. Well, so without that. I don't know. Because like, okay, my, my theory is this, that Tom is the only one that's actually been like an employee of Waystar Co. and like okay. has yep. worked in the company and he, he had to earn his position. You know, he well, had to I, probably. I'm talking about with Logan specifically, right? Well, what I know, but I'm know saying is, is that Logan doesn't care about what you can do in this company. What can you do for, to further it? Doesn't mean well, anything yeah. about what you can, about if you're uh, a good employee. No, I would argue, I would argue indifferently. Like Logan is business minded. He is business focused. Tom is business minded and biggest focus because he's an employee. He okay. he is literally an employee. He didn't he had to probably interview for his position, whereas like Roman. No, he didn't. Well, he got his I, job because he's married to Schiff. Well, well so that's, that was that was going to yes. be my question. Ro did, was he was he, not. No. Did he meet Shiv by being an employee of Waystar Royco or did he. Because he, they didn't get married to the first season. He did not. He joined it afterwards. That was the whole point of the watching carrying on. He joined this company when he and Shiv were dating. Mm. Interesting. Okay. okay. Everything is proximity to Shiv. I, okay. I got to go back to the books on that, but I, if I'll she take decides to right step now. back and freeze him out, but not let him go, paper maker, I need you on your job. Like, well, if she decides to freeze him out, right? And not only that, and get if she's anything like her mother, I think she is, get pregnant for spite, right? Sure, let my dad make you rich. You're going to make me rich next. 
Interesting. I'm going to have this company either way. Because Kendall, Kendall was involved in the company, you know, from the get go as well, right? Yep. Okay. So he was an I employee. mean, yeah. So I mean, I mean, and then that would, I mean, I know why Kendall, you know, isn't going to be, or I don't know, but I mean, I understand. He's an why. addict. He's not going to do it. Like, well, I also believe that this this goes into just corporate politics. You know, it. it Tom played kiss ass. He aligned himself with his boss and his boss's motives. You know, like he he said, listen, I, whatever my boss says, I'm going to do support and manifest. You know, I, Kendall went against the grain and said, you know, I mean, you know, I've I, I, I I've had a situation in my personal life that deals with this, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, when you go against the grain, it's like, all right, well, I'm the I'm the leader. I'm the one who has the vision. So either get on the train or kick rocks, you know? Yeah. So, well, and I think that's what Tom did. He he literally got on the train for whatever the fuck Logan wants to do. Right. So. Well, but yeah, what he may not be realizing is this is Hans, Christian, Anderfuck's company now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he only made yeah. two promises. He said that Logan will be whatever Logan is, yeah. that Ro Roman will be the face, and that he will sit down with everyone else uh -huh. to see if they fit. Right. Tom, if if he sat down with everybody else, Tom would make the cut. With Hans, Christian, and or fuck, no, the fuck he would not. Nah. Yeah, absolutely. Because no. they're still, because they're, be, if, you're talking, if, if you're talking about that, see, there's two different sides of the company. There's the tech side, and then there's the side, there's like the terrestrial lines of income so if they keep the terrestrial lines of income absolutely tom still makes the cut why not we disagree why bring in why bring in because this this guy he's a tech guy he's not a gojo cruise is, guy uh, gojo is uh, only thing gojo wants from these people mm -hmm. are their content yeah he does not I, care I, about any of their other business endeavors i want the shows that you have yeah. if i gotta play with you for a year or so about this ai shit sure I, but I want the content for this app. That's it. I, I don't know if the... He has uh, other things in place. Their only issue is not that they don't have the terrestrial stuff there. Yeah. They don't have the content. Everything else is fine. They simply don't have the content. Their business isn't suffering for any other reason from what we've been told. Right. But, okay, even when you buy a company for the amount that he's buying a company for, right, you're st you still have to you have to make that money back like you you're still you still have to answer to Cheryl okay he doesn't buy this company and then gets rid of probably where 80% of their money is coming from no no he doesn't get he, rid he of doesn't it, pay he doesn't pay 5 billion just for content he doesn't do that no but what i'm saying is gojo is already an established company yes he doesn't need tom he was he said i'll rate everyone to see how they fit in he doesn't need Tom. Tom it, is not necessary. Okay, so what you're saying is correct, but you don't spend $5 billion for somebody else's company just for the content. No, no, sure he takes on the business. Yeah, you're that's right. That's all I'm saying. No, if, if you're keeping the terrestrial lines. But you're saying oh, that means they keep Tom, and that's not what that means. I'm, I'm, well, I'm thinking, okay, if you sit down and you interview everybody, you're going to see that Tom actually knows his position. So to me, he's in the running. You sit down and you interview Roman, he's done. You sit down, you interview Shiv, she's done. You interview Kendall, he's done. You interview Tom. And you take everything he said and you give it to the people you're comfortable with. Okay. I, yeah. I, I mean, because he's still in bed with everybody else. I would also also just, 
I mean, I don't think Tom would make the cut, but also I think Tom would know like, well, that's what happens in business. You know, if your company gets sold to another person, sometimes you just don't go along for the ride. I think, I think the show would literally just be like, find him another job. You know, no, like he would Tom just move clearly, on and go somewhere Tom else. Tom clearly has plans. He, he had, thinks it, he's safe. That's it, the dumbness it, of Tom. No, well, I, yeah. I think I think the smartness of Tom is I give you this information, Logan, and you work it into this deal. Do you see what Roman did? Thinking that his father was going to. Yeah, but no, but see, this is this That's is everyone's downfall. This is they keep thinking that Logan is going to look out for you if it goes against what's best for Logan. I think Logan. I think Logan. If you can hold his feet to the fire, I think he'll follow through with his promises. No, I think he'll. I, I mean, I, when is okay, he done it? What's um, I don't. I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. I have to think about that. When has he done it? Oh, Marsha. Marsha bleeds it out of him. Yeah, but, but Marsha could ruin him. Yes. That's what I'm saying. If you Tom hold his feet to the fire, um, there, there's still there's still some shit hovering over his head, buddy. Dog, Tom doesn't have access to it, though. Why doesn't he? How does he? Um, The person yeah, uh, with the proof is Kendall. Greg's dumbass gave it to Kendall. Yeah, okay. Okay. So you mean to tell me Tom, the person who is in charge of the cruise line. He can't prove it is what I'm saying. With Logan and his pool, you need that piece of paper. Okay, so let me ask you this. Where do you think Jerry stands in this whole deal? I think now Jerry's Jerry's exactly what y'all are saying. Go with the flow. Like she said, Mm -hmm. I don't know how helping you serves my interest. Because again, she's Varys. Whatever's good for the realm. I won't waste our Royco to be this powerhouse by any means necessary. Now she... Will simply go with the flow. Her, but, but does that mean she? Because Tom will go with the flow. But so does that mean she'll make the cut? I don't know, but I think like what um, Corey's saying about Tom, it'll be well. I know. Yeah, I think I mean, that that's she life. has more access to mm. some kind of buyout. She's currently the CEO, so yeah. legally, she's going to have to be okay if there's a buyout. Yeah, I mean, I personally think her and Homie from Short Circuit Two. <laughs> and uh, and the other old white guy, like they're just employees. Like yeah. they'll be fine. They'll they'll get their money and move on and do whatever. Yeah, their position affords yeah. them part of this buyout, right? Yeah. Okay. So so y'all say that Tom is not safe in this merger? No, I don't think he's safe. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's just part where the where the chess pieces land. You know, he's doing the best he can with what he with where he is right now. Yeah, I I would go with that, Corey. If that if he didn't have that whole conversation with Greg about where do you want to go, you'll you'll have twenty Gregs. Like you, you uh, know, we have well, watched Greg fuck himself over and over. Yeah, I know, but, but I I'm, I'm just speaking about Tom's intentions. I, to piggyback on our conversation about you know we were talking about like what motivates these people. Like, why, if you're a billionaire, why would you want to continue working? I, I I made that comment to Martin, and Martin made a comment that. You know, when you're a billionaire, money is literally no object. It is, it is, it means nothing. You know, mm-hmm. people who are billionaires don't ever want for anything. And I think the show shows you that, like, when you're at that level, because I've wondered the same thing about, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos. Like, these guys could literally quit and just live on an island and do nothing for the rest of their lives, right? Mm-hmm. But they keep working. And, 
I, I, I think when you get to that level, it's about power, it's about respect, it's about longevity. And that's probably trickles down to even people like Tom and Greg, you know, it's like, if money isn't an issue, then what the fuck else are you worried about? Well, you know? I don't think I don't think Tom's in that position where money's not an issue. I, I do. I, I, I don't do. think he's a billionaire, but Tom has enough millions to where he's spot right. I think that's the beauty of this show, right? That we're looking at Logan's family and their position as mm-hmm. the standard, right? When right. that's really exorbitant. Right. right Tom right. is fine. Okay. Tom at least is a hundred million dollars. At least. Well, I would also argue too that. I, I mean, Shiv may not be a billionaire, but you're in the inner circle of a right. billionaire. So, like, you're not you're not going to want for anything. So, if he has, even if not a hundred million, he got fifteen to twenty mil. He's fine. Well, so let me ask y'all this then: If the kids get cut out of the holding company and they get cut out of this whole waystar, they have been. It's not an if. There, that was dependent on the divorce agreement, and they changed right, it. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, so with them being them being ostracized from this entire deal how liquid are they really and with the stock just dropped that's what Mm. i'm saying so like so money so you this power thing that you're talking about with shiv she has nothing but i'm what i'm saying is we have never seen tom maneuver in this particular circle Mm -hmm. not business yeah this particular circle all of his clout or what have you has come from his proximity to Siobhan. Yeah. And his ability to make it weird between him and Greg. Right. Right? So without that, what does he do? Because if being a good business person was enough, Kendall would be in charge. Kendall was good at his job. Kendall quit doing coke when he was good at his job. Yeah. Then shit went left. Uh, uh, So the only thing that I'm leaning on is that, like, for Tom to make those kind of plans that he made with Greg, he knows something. I guess. He knows something that that I mean that's the only thing that I'm leaning on. I could be way wrong. I've been wrong plenty I, on this show. I also think that I think this show too. I mean, Logan has proven it time and time again. It's it's. I think sometimes it's about winning, and it's about you know you you know let's just say Shiv's worth five hundred million, right? And after this, she's only worth four hundred. It's like right. Well, you still you still filthy fucking rich, but you took a loss. And I think I think that's also what the show is trying to say is that nobody here wants to lose. Like nobody wants to take the hit. It doesn't matter how much money it's about. I don't I think I think all these people being being poor, being homeless is not an option here. Being a suburbanite is not an option. I think it's about winning and losing. Like mm. they don't want to lose. And it doesn't matter. Like I think that would be the funniest thing in the world. You find out that them getting bought out just means that like they're only like a hundred millionaire and not a billionaire. He'd be like, shut right. the fuck up forever. Like, <laughs> right. like but like for them, money's not an object. It's about losing. It's about the power. It's about the respect. So it doesn't matter how much money's involved. You don't want to take a loss. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Okay. I thought the, um, I thought, Willa catching Shiv cheat and Monopoly. I felt like that was a that was one of those micro but important moments. Yeah, I um, thought that too. Yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing because what it. I think that's also what 
led me to feel like she's going to fuck um, Tom. Yeah. And not in a way where she walks away. Yeah. She's going to find a way to fuck him and stay in this. Well, you know what? There's there's something she said in that episode with um, the, the political episode when they were in Virginia. She said something in that episode that actually goes to your point, um, Six. Mm-hmm. She said she was talking about the Mankin dude. Or they were talking about somebody, and she said, "Yeah, nothing scarier than a second-rate person like that is trying to get what they deserve or what they think they deserve." Willow said this. No, no, no. This is what Shiv said. Okay. Shiv said, "There's nothing scary." Basically, she was basically saying that like, there's nothing scarier than like somebody who doesn't deserve something Mm -hmm. going for something like they deserve it. And to me, when she said it, I, I originally was like, "Well, shit, bitch, that's you." Like, right. you know, you're talking about you, but, you know, just in in the vein of foreshadowing, now that that comment rings a lot truer to me now because she is she made it clear last episode that she was ready to fight, that, like, her position in this company, in this family, has to be fought for. She's ready to do it down to having a baby for it. Right. So she is willing to fight. So so that does go with what you're saying. Yeah, Maybe she does turn Tom's life upside down, or maybe she turns Logan's life upside. I mean, I don't know who she aims the gun at, but she definitely. I think it becomes a Connor thing. Connor thing? As far as you can't leave, what happens when you leave? Oh, you mean Tom, not Connor. I think Shiv becomes a Connor thing, the relationship wise. Got it. Where you can't leave, right? Now I'm pregnant, you can't leave. What would that look like? Because let's say you're right, and Tom does end up staying and has some prestigious, you know, appointment at this company. Right. Now I'm pregnant. You wanted a baby really bad, right? Got it. Here's your fucking baby. Mm. You want a divorce? Too fucking bad. Mm. Got We you. can get divorced, but I'll be my mother's child and take fucking everything and still have final say in everything you do. Because mm. to my understanding, I feel like there was an episode or a conversation about their prenup. About whose prenup? Shiv and Tom's. Hmm. Well, I guess it would be a prenup from Shiv's side, not Tom's side. Tom wasn't broke when they got together. Like, yeah. I'm sure it'd be heavier on Shiv's side, but I think I don't, I don't, I think it's my point. I don't know how much it would protect Tom. Mm, got it. If she decide, if because if he does decide to push to leave, right. good luck. Got it. Okay. Um, is, is, is Logan trying to have a baby? Because I still don't believe that he's fucking Carrie. I don't believe it still. What do you think? I didn't for? believe that either. I thought that was a weird. Yeah. I thought that was a weird plot point. I, I think he's grooming her to be in charge. You mean CEO? I used to think CEO, but I don't know um, now. No. I've always. You talk, You say Jerry or Carrie? Carrie the assistant. She's an assistant. I wouldn't. I, no, no disrespect to assistants in yeah. the world, but I, you're not. I didn't think CEO. Um, I think he's grooming her for something. Yeah, I, I felt like the the whole accusation of fucking was just some childish shit from the kids' perspective. I I I, I really thought that was weird. I thought it was a weird plot point. I I didn't think of anything of it until Roman brought it back up, like when he was, you know, like in that political episode where he kind of deferred to her judgment for for certain things i was i i saw it then um but you know now they're kind of just it's becoming like a, a comic strip now yeah. oh he's maca root and almond butter in his smoothies he's right the, the baby batter i think you know now i don't think so it's like, the paranoia it, of these kids right like he's not trying to have nobody's baby yeah yeah it, 
I think that's some true narcissist shit. It's like you you make up lies to justify your shitty behavior, you know? I don't yeah, know. like your dad's a million years old. He's not trying to have another one of you fucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and it solidified when they were on the boat, and he and he tried to get uh yeah tried to get Roman to look at her like yeah, it's a pretty nice woman. woman, right? Yeah. You into women? Like and Roman had no interest, and I'm like, well, she's she, too young for Roman. I know that's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, man, she's your speed, dog. Let's talk about Greg and trying to and and having and him. Yeah, Greg is the worst. Fucking Greg. But he's positioning himself. I see what he's doing. He's clearly he's showing us that he's clearly an opportunist. Um, but with you know Comfrey and then you know the uh, what's the Duchess's girl name? Um, oh geez, what is her fucking name? Uh, Contessa, I think. The Countess or the Princess, depending on which country we're talking about. Are we talking about Italy or Luxembourg? Yeah, I'm not sure. Papermaker has tweeted us. Good. What what a paper Corey, maker? are you papermaker? No, I'm not papermaker. <laughs> are you Tre- lying to me, Corey? No, Treasy will tell you I don't listen to podcasts. I I'm never yeah. gonna I'm like Harrison Ford. I don't watch my performance. I, I don't <laughs> like I'm never gonna listen. I, I'm to the it. same. I think I've listened to maybe three three episodes of this oh, this shit. time. I've only listened to one podcast. That was when I was getting my facts right for my fight with Spike Lee. That was all. Well, you funny, bro. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, shout out to Spike Lee too for, hey, for, shout for out to Spike. laying on the ground taking photos of Stephen Curry after he broke the three point record. I saw that. Looks funny. Looking like a real thought down on there on that ground. Jesus Christ! But I know he's trying to capture history. I know he's a big basketball fan. So. He's gonna frame that in his house. It, that's a fact. Yeah, because he already had he had something signed from him that he posted on the ground. Yeah, I don't know. Spike. Yeah. A lot of papers white, so I could be paper maker. I don't know. You could be. <laughs> I, I'm not sold. It's not <laughs> three inch roll paper. Oh my so. god. What would a paper maker say? Um, sixteen minutes ago. Uh huh. Thanks for the shout out. I'm not targeting anyone. A likely story. This is the best succession podcast on any platform, so I just like to chime in. And saying that, I don't know who Martin is, but I'm gonna leave this right here for you, courtesy of Logan and his assistant Carrie, and it's some maca root. Wait a nice. minute. Wait a minute. Is this live? We're not That's live. That's what I'm are saying, we? Corey. Are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> are like, you paper Wait a minute. Like, is this. Okay. I'm freaked out. It's cool. No, no. Treasy, we'll, are we'll, you paper maker? No, I'm not. And Martin has Martin has confirmed to me that he's not paper maker either. Um, but, but yeah, Corey, paper maker basically is, uh, shout out to you, paper maker, whoever you are. And again, I'm waiting for the DM. I, I won't tell him if you hit him, if you hit, if you hit me with it. But basically, yeah, paper maker is, is. Uh, is a listener who just graciously said that they feel like we're the best succession podcast out there on any platform. They're not wrong. They're not wrong about that. Not wrong. Um, and uh, but but Papermaker dedicates himself to telling Six that she is wrong about a lot of shit. But but Papermaker just said that a lie. It, it basically, just said that they that they're not targeting anybody. Oh, which um, I like that's I like that though. I like I like really that. I like that they listen and responded. Um, that's cool oh Corey you know what you know who's a really who's a big listener of, of the show man and who's chimed in and is now our lawyer on retainer for our show for whenever we have any like any we have any like legal issues like yeah. we defer to him for uh your boy Chris oh Chris yeah yeah Chris Chris hits me up all the time um because he you know he listens to KMC and um Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he texts me like he texts me about succession and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's dope, man. I'm glad. Shout out to Chris, man. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Chris. I met him because of you, man. But yeah, he's a faithful listener, man. 
He always engages, man. He's giving me a few of my AKA names to to give on the show. Of course. And uh and he's checked us on a few like legal things that we've you know had questions about on air. He's chimed in and given us like the right, you know, the That's right dope, information, man. man. So so shout out to you for having really good friends, Corey. Yeah, shout out to Chris, man. Uh, I've known him for twenty years, so it's good people. Mm-hmm. Um, so all right, uh, Siobhan's out the way. I think that's everybody. Roman's out the way. We didn't really touch on Kendall too much. I don't Kendall, think the season was about Kendall, man. It, it wasn't. And, it, and it's funny because- We thought it was. It thought it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it really wasn't. Um, I, I think that's okay. I think that's fun for the writers to do a little misdirection kind of thing. I think that's for cool. Sure. That's cute. I think um, it's brilliant. Yeah. I, I wish that they had expanded more on um, What's-Her-Face, the lawyer- who I, I think is super hot. Um, yeah, Lisa Arthur. Sanaa Lathan. Yeah, Sanaa Lathan. Sanaa Lathan. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and then uh, what's his face? Adrian Brody. Adrian motherfucking Brody. Um, I wanted more of him. Yeah. I, I wanted more so him. much more. If I ever become a famous director, I said I was going to cast Adrian Brody for everything. When I you think become he's a dope. famous director. Yeah, yeah when I become and But um, we may but yeah. see more of him next season if it's about this M&A. Then we'll definitely see more of all the shareholders next season. Maybe I don't know. I think it was kind of a flex. It's just like, look, we got Adrian Brody, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, Kendall, Kendall's Kendall, and I think Kendall's been fucked from episode one, and Kendall gets in his own way. So um, I think, I think this is kind of a conclusion of Kendall. Honestly, um, I think he's in rehab next season. I don't. I think he's. I don't, I'm not gonna say he's done with drugs, but I think he's. I, I don't know if he's going to be done done, but I think for right now, he's done with it kind of ruining his life. I think this, he's the only kid that I think has had kind of a full circle, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, he's definitely capable of relapsing from a, I want to murder my father perspective because he was clearly done until Shiv was like, let's do this. And he was like, I've got the shotgun since I was four, you yeah. weirdo. Right. You know, he definitely was ready to give up and then he just all of a sudden came back out of nowhere. But I mean, he's the kid that has the most complete story of like, you know, understanding his father. So. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we, we totally saw him come apart completely this episode, man, for, you know, to him confessing to his siblings about what he did with the, with the waiter kid. And um, yeah, it, it, it was heartbreaking, man. I'm not going to lie to you, you know, I, I've been pro Kendall for the majority of this season just because, you know, I, I like that he had to gall the fight. I was on his team until he really thought that he was like doing something good that like, you know, when he was really trying to convince me that like he was a good person, I'm like, no, Ken- no, no, no. Yeah. I know you're not. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought you were just doing this because you want because the, the Corey's point you wanted to win. But he legitimately like thought he was different, thought he was different, yeah. you know, and once he got up on that in that in that shareholders meeting and started and got on that microphone and started like shouting out victims. I was done with his ass. I think we just saw Kendall go through um, ups and downs of mania and depression. If we're being honest. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. It, I felt like the first couple episodes were him in mania and then him realizing the mania and now the coming down. Yeah. I really yeah. love the birthday episode. Um, yeah. It, really? It, some people kind of character told, arc. Yeah. Yeah. For his character. It, I mean, he he was a child. He didn't he didn't know what to do, you know. I and I, I love too that for 
I've always been anti-Kindle a little bit because I'm like, you're arrogant. And I mean, the lawyer called him out on it. He's like, you're not prepared. You're, 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 you're coming in this, you know, slinging left and right, but you have no plan. You have no plan of attack. Like you, you think you're mightier than you really are. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you think that you're bigger than the system that you're trying to take down and you're really not. You know, like no one really gives a shit about you. So, yeah, Yeah, that that was the mistake that he made thinking that he was the and uh, honestly, to your point, because I never thought about that until you just said it, which is that this season really isn't about him. Um, You know, I I guess that's somewhat of a I mean, that's just genius for writing. Right. Because the character was very narcissistic and in turn made me as a viewer narcissistic towards you know, Kendall's character as well, because I'm sitting here thinking that all this shit is about Kendall and it really isn't. So it's like, in in a way I can sympathize with why he feels like this whole shit is about him because I felt, I too felt the same way watching this, but it really wasn't. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty genius, man. I, you know, the, the, the writing on this show. Amazing. It's amazing. Amazing. It makes every other show look like a fucking high school dropout. Yeah. It pales in comparison. Yeah. Like um it makes watching other shows difficult from being honest. It does. It it raises the bar. Yeah. There's so much that happens and it's it's masterful too in its execution, you know. I mean, there's I I I joke Treasy that like Treasy doesn't watch shows, he listens, and I don't understand how you you couldn't watch the show with your eyes. Like if you yeah. if you weren't watching when Logan put his hand on Tom's shoulder, you missed something so you important. Missed it. You, missed it, you know, man. I love I love shows that do so much with writing and then do so much without it too, or dialogue. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's you don't have to spoon feed everything to me, you know. But at the same time, as a viewer, I need to watch. You know, yeah. it, it's there's so much subtle shit that you literally could turn away for half a second and miss something super important. Yeah, so. like I mean, okay, so for instance, we're watching an episode right now, and th- this is when they. They kind of like um, Siobhan and Roman brought Kendall to the side to talk about what was going on with this deal. And mm-hmm. Kendall's eyes gets averted because like he's watching the, the guys that are working the at the, the wait staff and take out the trash. Yeah. And, and clearly, you know, this is reminding him of like fucking Siobhan's wedding. Yeah. You know, but that's something that like you absolutely would have missed that if you weren't watching. This. You would have wondered where that conversation came from. Yeah. If was you it? weren't watching. It, right. it stood out to me too. Like, did y'all notice that the waitstaff seemed like they were just kind of like fucking around and kind of like goofing off? Yeah. The, uh, that that to me stood out, and I I don't know why. Okay. Hmm. I, 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 but it was enough that I was like, that's there for a reason. Because they were calling almost attention to it. Because you see them yeah. smack each other's butt with a towel more than yeah. once. Like the camera pans to it almost. And In this I, episode, I've, yes. Oh, I missed. Yeah, that. and I've. I've taken the mantra that this show doesn't do anything just for the hell of it. They don't waste and, anything. Right. Yeah. So I but I can't figure out what that was about. So. I think it was to remind us of what happened. Mm. And then the culmination of it was Kendall watching them take out the trash because if I'm not mistaken, Kendall had the conversation with that waiter outside mm. of her wedding in a similar kind of in a similar fashion. Yeah. I, if I, yeah, I think I think you might be right. Yes, and so we see them being jovial, having a good time, just enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. And then you see it that's to call your attention to the wait staff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then Kendall sees them and you watch him almost detach from the conversation he's currently having. Yeah. Yeah. And then the laugh and then the confession. Yeah, right. Okay. 
right. There you go. Masterful, bro. Um, but yeah, man, I his breakdown, I, I, I it was endearing to some degree. I mean, it, it I, I'll tell y'all what, it felt good watching the three of them be on the same page for like the last ten minutes of this episode. It be because they love each other. They're just wounded. Yeah, and I'm of the belief that if they stuck together, they can win against Logan. You know, I I think that like them together as the sum of them is better than Logan as one, you know. Um I do believe that, but it takes them to really and and I'll throw in Connor with that. The four of them together, I feel like they Not could Connor. really be Connor wants too much at this point. He's too jaded. Yeah, but I mean, Connor won't work together. If I'm just stripping down and talking about their attributes as people, mm. like, like let's strip down everything that we've seen from them. If they were just to start working together with a clean slate, with the understanding of who sits in what chair and what the true intentions of this conglomerate yeah. is, I think that they could do a lot. They could do a lot together. But you know that that's kind of the thing is that they never came together to see to see the true beauty of like, you know, they just weren't brothers and sisters, man. They didn't work for each other. Um, they worked against each other and they're just individually, they're just diluted. They're not strong enough as Logan individually. I would um, say in, in the real world, maybe mm-hmm. in, in the world that we're viewing here, I, I think Tom said it best. And I think that was one of the most important moments of the entire show. All three seasons was, you know, Kendall, I've seen you get fucked plenty of times, but I've never seen Logan get fucked. And right. I think this show is going to show us that Logan doesn't get fucked. I, my money on this, on this show, what, what day is it? December 17th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever this show ends, I think Logan will have won. That's, that's my prediction. I, I think, Lo, I mean, I think Madsen is capable of fucking Logan. You know, I, I they're hinting man. at ep- season four being the last season. Yeah. I, I think Logan will win in the end. I think I think he'll win or he'll be okay. You know, they're saying I, the the natural end of the show is Logan naming a successor. Yeah, I, I I think so too. I think that as well. Like, but I think it's Madsen. But yeah, I was about to say yeah. there's no if if Madsen is buying because we what we didn't see is anybody sign any deal. Right. So we nothing's you know, done yet. So so it may not happen. But if it goes through, yeah, there's nothing to talk about. There's the name of the show shouldn't be Succession anymore. Like, there's nothing to succeed after him. It, it yeah. was acquired, game over. You know, like Waystar Royco. No, that's still the name of the show. The show was about a possible succession. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is like it shifts now. Because, what if they do like a in subtitles M and A Succession M and A? Right, like maybe that's the thing. Right? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I don't even know where it goes. Like, it's, is it even interesting if we're following Matson next season? You know, if it's Matson's show, like, I are think, we invested in that character enough? I don't think that's the, I think the end of the show is the board meeting where he's naming it, right? So I think that probably the next season mm-hmm. is the M&A. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is the drama of that. That's not a sign a piece of paper and done kind of thing. Yeah. That takes months, years, like. Yeah, I, I I would agree with you on that. It's like because up until this point, he's never had to step down. He's never he's still the CEO. You know what I mean? I think they're gonna drag us out for season four because I think he he's gonna be in a position where it is very much on the table. I have to name a successor. Mm-hmm. He has never had to do that up to this point, as far as I know. More but, bore but, on the floor, but a successor. Yeah. A successor to what, though? 
He doesn't. I, I think that if we're being honest, then Madsen becomes the successor. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the show, it's it's the Madsen show now. So now, if we're talking about dragging anything out, it, you know, if you're talking about dragging the whole MA process out, now it's now it's like now it's is now does the show become Madsen is fucking Logan and Logan needs his kids to sort of win this war? Maybe you know? not, right? Because again. Uh, the M A isn't done until it's signed, and mm. that doesn't happen. That's not going to happen in Italy. Right. That's going to happen after the seasons change. Right. Like that takes time. Yeah. So up until the deal is signed, everyone has time to change their minds or decide what they want out of it. This could be Tom proving his worth. Because again, what Madsen has said is that Logan is still going to have a certain amount of pull. Mm-hmm. I think this becomes about some people proving their worth, and some people trying to find any hole that they can mm. to make sure. This well, doesn't happen. What I also I th- really, really sorry. I, I, yeah. I think uh, what I really love about the show is, even though I have a, I have a personal idea, but it's very loose. But I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I, every yeah. season has been a complete like, yeah. what is going on? You know, that's like I, I, that's one of the personal things that I really love about the show is that it is very, it has some traditional drama to it, but at the same time. It's been a really fun ride, you know, and you can't say none of our predictions have come true. (laughs) You know, like I think none of ours have ever come true. It's just it's just this roller coaster of of events and it's really fun. So, yeah, I mean, I I told you, man, I I think um, the the prediction that I'm just going to ride with until this show ends is that Logan's going to die and maybe it becomes a fight about his assets at that point. You know, who did he leave everything to? You know, yeah. Um, um but that could be a thing dying mid MA, yeah. And then he successfully gotten the kids out of here. Now, Marsha gets to run the conversation, yeah. That, that it really could be a thing, man. I don't know if it's going to, but right. there's the way it could, I guess. I that that's the only prediction that I'm holding on to is that Logan's gonna die. Um, mm. you know, that just that's I feel like that's the only thing that shakes the globe up. Um, at this point, you know, with everything else being so definite, you know, like, yeah, I'm definitely selling this company. Yeah, y'all are definitely out. Yeah, you know, all these definites, then death is the most definite, un- indefinite, you know, and, and um, to shake shit up. But uh, overall, man, we, um, I mean, I know this, this is a moot point because we've all kind of said it in our own ways, but overall, man, where do we rate this season? And just where do we rate this show? I, I, all seasons are great to me so far. I don't have a, you know, I like one over the other. I think it's been a, they've done a very good job of making it feel like one continuous story. Um, yeah, they're all necessary. Yeah, they're all necessary. It all has a very nice flow, which a lot of shows suffer from. Um, but from a numbers game it's definitely i think it's a top 10 show for me um i don't know about top five i just haven't done the math yet on my top five shows (laughs) but (laughs) i feel like top 10 is doable right so i think as someone it's really hard for me to watch tv period Mm -hmm. i will let tv play in the background and even then it's my comfort shows right Mm -hmm. like i don't getting me to watch something new is difficult Mm -hmm. i look forward to watching this right like I actually watch it, and that's for me how I know it's top five. Like, this has become a comfort show. I'll st- I'll turn on season one, mm-hmm. 
right. while I'm cleaning. So that for me is how I'm like, oh, I really do like this show. One, because now I can predict what's going to happen and it, you know, soothes my anxiety. But right. also it's like it's still moving even though I've seen it and know what's going to happen. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, shit. Yeah, man. Um, Is there anything that you want to touch on, Corey, that we didn't touch on here? No, I'm just, you know, shout outs to Brian Cox for for being great and then getting that McDonald's money. That's definitely uh, weird. Uh, uh, to He's writing a book. It's releasing in February. Nice, really? nice. It's a memoir almost, yeah. It's it's just so weird to watch him on Sundays and then hear ba da ba 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 I'm love <laughs> <Right. laughs> on like Monday morning in the radio. So yeah. he yeah, does McDonald's true. ads. I don't know if you caught yeah. that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah he does the voice for some McDonald's commercials, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah. So other than that, no, uh, you know, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate y'all. And I love the show. I think the show is fucking awesome. Right. It's weird. It went from this is cool to top 10 show. Like, I don't really know when that happened, but it happened. And I'm really yeah. happy that it did. Shit. That happened for me when I saw the first season. I was like, no, this show is it, bro. That happened but, after Bore on the Floor for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, just the whole dynamic of this shit. But yeah, but but I, I get what you're saying. Top five. I I had a strong I had a strong visceral reaction when I when I saw this like when I saw this first season but I, this season really solidified it for me that like this has lapped some shows that I truly enjoy watching like like it it has shot itself up there to the with the wire to me you know like yeah. as like really it's like the wire Breaking Bad and Succession and yeah. then like the Shield <laughs> you know like. Like th- this has worked this way. I- I'm with six into my top five, and I say that like with, without hesitation, for real, for real. Um, definitely top ten, but I'm, yeah, for top five, I'm almost positive it's in my top five. Nice, um, nice. Without, without having done the the true math, like you said, but um, yeah, man, I hope they don't take two years to put out the next season. They're already working on it, according to the stuff I was looking at. Today. Thank God. I know it takes a minute to write, but. Yeah. Well, it was the writing for it is done. Oh, really? Yeah. Dog the Jesse Armstrong, Jesse Armstrong. If you are by chance listening, bro, they're waiting almost for a green light. They they are considering a fifth season, but they're like it just feels complete. So wow. Yeah, well, HBO. I hope it HBO is the shit, man. I, if, I, if, honestly, I can't think of I can't really think of a show that I've seen of theirs that I really didn't like. Man, I've. If you like TV shows and content, HBO Max is the greatest value on the yeah. planet. It, it's it's simply amazing. I mean, I, I've caught up on so much. Do- you know, I started Succession in not. I, I started in 2020, but you know, I watched The Wire this year. I watched the. I'm watching Sopranos right now. I mean, I'm 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 on this H. Every time I I watch an HBO show, I literally just pick another one to start. It's it's yeah. the best. That good. Have yeah. you have you gotten around to Entourage yet? No, I haven't. What, Corey? I'm you telling would love you, entourage you would so love much. Entourage because you are turtle. It's wow! No, don't do that to him. He's turtle. No, he's more. He's Late, m- later seasons turtle, not not early turtle. He's the cool turtle. Nah, Corey. Oh, you just talking about personality wise? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not like job no. or like loser. No, turtle had the finest bitch on the fucking show. Yeah, turtle was the coolest. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yo. Um, Eric had the finest junk on the show, bro. The manager, wow. fucking uh, 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 Emmanuel Shrieky, Corey. 
You know what I'm talking about? Emmanuel Streaky. I'm talking about the girl with the, the Irish name. I don't know. I can't remember. I who think that is. it might have been Siobhan. I, I don't know. We're going to find well, either way. Either way. Uh, I, I, I have a solid resume, and, you know, I appreciate you recognizing that. So. Yeah. yeah. Now, you would love Entourage. Just You would like it sheerly because of, like, the movie references and the industry talk. You would love it just because of that. But it's a really good story. And, um, yeah, I, I think Corey's more Eric than anybody in that show. That was his manager's Sloan. name, right? Sloan. That's Eric's girl. Yeah, she's the baddest one in the fucking Are shit. Are we sure that's Eric's Your t- girl? Turtle was the... Was, I know who Turtle is. Yeah, he was the PA. Are like, we sure that's Eric's girl? I'm almost... Po- Eric Eric is the manager, right? Eric was the one that, that was managing... Um, Eric's um, girlfriend entourage. Let's see. I got nothing. that. Was, that was managing Vincent, right? I'm almost You're positive. right, it is Eric. Yeah, right. that, right. he had right. the baddest jump on the show. And but even, then maybe I think he's Eric. That's what I'm saying. He's Eric. Yeah. Yeah, Corey's Eric yeah. for sure. Because yeah. I'm identifying him by Sloan. So, yeah, I think he's Eric. Yeah, for sure. Corey's Eric. Yeah, but anyway. Still a very good thing, Corey. It's a very That's good cool. And a show that you will it. really enjoy. That they never should have made the movie of, but fine. Whatever. The movie. I'll check it out. I mean, I, I, I've liked their short stuff. I really like Barry. And Barry was one of their shorter, you know, 30-minute shows. So, mm-hmm. I, 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 HBO's the shit, man. Yeah, it is. Another fun fact I learned today. Will Ferrell is a executive producer on this show yeah him and adam mckay mm-hmm. yeah they yep. got that the uh that um what's the name of their production company gary sanchez productions or something like that <laughs> that's hilarious yeah they, it they, wouldn't they, shock me if that's one of the reasons why this show got so popping in the first place outside of just being on hbo but that explains yeah, greg greenlit oh yeah, yeah kind will ferrell explains greg not even just the comedic of it the fucking awkwardness man yo speaking of will ferrell uh, do y'all watch that show with him and um paul rudd on on apple plus the um the Shrink Next Door, I think it's called. No. Dog. That's Apple's show. the only joint I don't have in my rotation. Oh, no, no. Yo, guaranteed you have app. If you bought an iPhone like in the last year. It's they, free. They give you yeah. Apple Plus just for fucking sneezing, yeah. bro. Like, I'm on. Do you have Verizon? Uh, so I've had an iPhone for like three years and then I'm on my parents' family plan with Verizon. So, Oh, if you have Verizon, it's free. So all you have to do is sign up and it's going to add to your plan for free. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I might have if you to just go in, yeah. Or have you bought another Apple device like a like a? You bought a laptop well, recently, right? I bought the laptop like a year ago, but I don't remember them telling me about. It doesn't expire. They're not going to yeah. tell you because it takes their money, but it doesn't expire. Then motherfucker, guarantee you got a free Apple Plus like at least three months. Yeah, uh, go on your Verizon up rewards, and it should be somewhere in there. Yeah. Get okay. in there and watch the morning show. So good. I keep hearing that Ted Lasso's really good. But yeah, for Ted Lasso's watch- really dope. You're welcome for the morning show, by the way. Yeah, thank you very much, mm-hmm. Six. And then also make sure you watch that Shrink Next Door with, with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. That That's both cool. of them are doing something we've never seen them do, and it's fucking amazing. I love it. I love that dope. show. But um, regardless, man, um, we made it through Succession Six. We did. Yeah, man, we covered all nine. That's the weirdest fucking yeah nine episodes. Just make it eight. Like it's like it's like spades. You don't go nine yeah. books. Either go eight or fucking ten. Go bored, bro. Like, you know. Um. So, but they went nine for whatever reason. Um. Masterful season, man. I'm looking forward to season four. Corey, man, thank you so much for joining us on this joint, bro. No, no, thank you for you know bringing me on board. I, you know, I really appreciate it. You yeah, gotta man. join for more episodes next season. 
hey, listen, I am down. And, uh, you know, all you got to do is invite me and uh, make it happen. Oh, Corey, you know what show we're thinking about covering next? What? The mayor of Hightown, brother. You mean the mayor of Kingstown? Kingstown, brother. (laughs) Oh, listen, have you watched it yet? Haven't watched one episode yet. Wow, it's it's okay. Um, Oh. But I, I, it's worthy of talking. I, I definitely think it's worthy of talking about. Okay, is is it's it's based in crime, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's based on crime and kind of the underworld of like the relationship between crime and prison. So, I mean, if we can okay. do Succession, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. So that falls under yeah. the Grams of Snow umbrella. But yeah, we're 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 talking about getting on Mayor of Kingstown. So. Yeah. It's you know. it's cool. I mean, I don't think it's Tyler Sheridan's best work, but at the same time, it's not over yet either. But I'm I'm still with it. I still enjoy it. You know, I'm just being critical because that's what I do. So you're right. That's true. That Ta-da. is what you do. Um. All right. Cool, man. Well, six. You want to give them our socials? Yes. Our Twitter is Grams of Snow. Our mm-hmm. Instagram is Grams of Snow Pod. Mm-hmm. Come join Papermaker and dragging us on either platform. <laughs> and um. Corey, man, did you have any socials you want to shout out? No, you trying to I keep got them nothing. I'm, I'm off the grid, unfortunately, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry. My name is Corey, and nice to meet y'all. Uh, he, he, ain't, he ain't fully off the grid, but if you know, you know. And if mm. you don't know, you don't know. Um, I, Real quick, man, because I want to give one listener specifically a shout out. Um, I already gave Martin the Mailman a shout out. We constantly give him and Chris a shout out. But we have one listener that I really wanted to shout out. That when uh, we were down for that one week, six. She oh yeah, and she there. was like, "Where the fuck y'all at?" She was. She jumped in there and said, "Where the fuck are y'all at?" I mean, but she said it in a nice way. But I'm looking for her name right now because I w- I would love to give her a shout out because um, we appreciate just her listening. Uh, you find it before me, six. Let me know. I'm scrolling. This is bad. Miss Yaya. Shout out to Miss Yaya. Um. She's at Ayana098 on Twitter if you want to go follow her. I'm sorry if you don't want me putting your, putting your stuff out there. I apologize, Ms. Yaya. But I did want to say thank you for listening and being a, 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 you know, a very supportive listener of, of Grams of Snow. So that's that on that, man. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll be back soon. It looks like. Uh, it's the holidays. We love y'all, but let's keep it a band. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw Franklin Saints coming back top of next year. So. Yeet. Let's start getting our push-ups ready for that. And uh, I guess in the meantime, man, make sure that you have uh, your affairs in order. Have a happy holiday. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Marion out there tap dancing on folks. So, Peace. Bye, friends. This has been an On Ear Network production.